0: Hey everyone, we recorded this episode on May 8th, 2020, and it kind of just fell through the cracks in the time dilation that I seem to be undergoing constantly in the back half of these lockdown months. It happens anyway. Uh, I'm just, I'm editing this just as something to do. And I'm going to put it up when I'm done. Uh, I wanted to mention something first, though. Uh, And this whole clip, before you hear the music, uh, I need to put a little disclaimer. Uh, You cannot talk about this in the thread on TFW2005 because it is against board rules to discuss these things at length. And I want to lay that out right now. Uh, You're always welcome to talk to me over on Twitter or whatever. Uh, Anyway, the tone of this podcast is from May 8th. It, the tone of this podcast is before uh, what is currently going on when this podcast comes out. It's currently the evening of June the 4th, 2020. And uh, you know what's going on. If you don't, I'm not going to explain it to you. You can go do your own research. Uh, so I want to say, like unequivocally, obviously, this entire podcast, all of us believe Black Lives Matter, uh, that inclusion is important. We, I hope that that's become clear somehow uh, over the years. And I want to just lay that out here on the front, because uh, I don't feel right not, not having anything on the front of the first thing I put up, especially when it's something with us being all jovial and chatty and, and hooray, happy about robot toys, uh, seemingly oblivious of what is going to uh, occur in uh, the, the span of whatever, everything, and within about a month. Uh, anyway, I say it all the time at the end of these podcasts, but I'll repeat it, stay safe, uh do what you have to uh to try to use your voice and, and whatever kind of privilege or power you have to enact any kind of change or at least just to say that you're not cool with any of this the misuse of power the abuse of people uh, based on the color of their skin everything that i'm forgetting to mention because i don't want to make this go on forever and ever and i've been i've been talking not talking even mostly just hitting buttons over on twitter go over to twitter and 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 we'll take it over there but i wanted to put something here on the front the rest of this is, is uh you know fun transformer podcast robot times we're gonna record more podcasts uh i just gotta i gotta put it together um this week i forgot because I, I was a little bit preoccupied. Uh, anyway, thanks all for sticking around and listening. If you're still listening right now, like I'm pretty sure you don't, you know, need to be told any of this. But uh, I got no patience for you. If you uh, wish to start saying all lives, whatever, in response, I got no patience for you. If you want to uh, lecture me about how I'm mistaken about my opinions of what's going on, and if you believe that there is a room. Uh, for abuse of power, for abuse of other people based on the color of their skin, their walks of life, their gender identity, their sexuality, the, the, the long list of garbage reasons why people like to start stuff. Uh, you you do not deserve to be a listener of this podcast, and I welcome you to uh, unsubscribe and never darken my doorstep again. Uh, anyway, enjoy the show. What the f*** is going on down there? Oh, okay, so it's not just that there's one crop that is just doing really well all the time. It's a completely separate system. Yeah, oh, this com- yeah, this completely changes my perspective on Twitter for the last month and a half.
1: Yeah, so Sunday mornings you have to get up and find the the person on your island that's selling turnips. And mm-hmm. then she has a price between what is it like seventy five and a hundred and ten or something.
2: I yeah, it's
1: it, God, it's, I, it's normally seen, in
0: like the eighty to ninety range. I haven't even ever seen it in the eighties. But yeah. I, I truly thought it was just one of many crops, but it happened no. to be the one everyone latched onto. It's no. incredible. No. <laughs> and then no,
1: uh, Monday through Saturday, you can go into the, the nookling store and be like, yo, yo dog, what you buying them NERPs for and then they'll say prices. And so then there's yeah, that and stocks.io that will sit there and you can plug your your numbers in and see like cuz there's like four or five patterns baked into the game where it's like steady decrease, steady increase, roller coaster, big spike, small spike I think that's it. Where it's like basically like different math patterns where there'll be a little bit of RNG in there. And so after a day or two it can say like, "Oh, hey, you're either on steady decline or a late week big spike." And so you can sit there and hold on to it, and hopefully, one of
0: your friends might spike high, and you can go schlep them over there and sell them. Or... Is this one of the things that is also manipulatable by all the time travel stuff people are doing, or is that just waiting for unlocks? No,
1: no, because if you if try to the... time travel with turnips, the turnips go rotten. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the price changes. If you time travel with turnips, the turnips yes. go rotten. Everyone knows did, this. Did you not know that vegetal <laughs> fact? I, uh, of course, I did. I was testing you.
1: <laughs> like, you're fine with leaks. Leaks travel through time just fine. Uh, turnips, not mine. No. My leaks no. go
0: all funky. I mean, you have to be pe- okay. I guess if you're saying no, me- no.
1: no, because you're traveling with you, not like if you let the leaks sit around for a couple weeks, because yeah. it's the same with turnips. If come Sunday morning, your turnips go rotten anyway. So it's not like you can hold it for another week.
0: Well, just carry them with you when you're time traveling. I think that's a no, pretty that's, straightforward that's, solution.
1: No, when you time travel, the turnips go bad. Well, okay,
0: I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am, I am a G when it comes to Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm not quite up there with it like all you young kids are with with this new one. But Aaron, welcome to WTF at TFW. Hey, how you doing? Uh doing all right, learning things, actually. Um DJ, how are you doing? Uh I'm doing pretty good. All right. Uh it's May twenty twenty. It was and, May twenty twenty. Uh, I just wanted to say that out loud. Uh so I remember. And um we're gonna talk about some Transformers today. Uh I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to follow up on with you guys. I have a actually I'm gonna we're we're opening up with something I'm gonna follow up on. Um so I think I'll just dive into it. What we got on topic this week? I got one more Cyberverse Deluxe to talk about. Uh, last episode uh, with uh, Mister Bolt Matrix on, I talked about Hot Rod, and so I want to give you guys the quick hot update. I actually kind of like Cyberverse Hot Rod. Uh, I see why. Hmm. I see why people wouldn't. Uh, I ended up quite liking him, with the caveat that he is hilariously unpainted. Uh, I didn't I didn't even catch the part about his entire back fin still being red as well on in both modes the two different sculpts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh it it he he definitely sacrificed paint apps for some other for for other entire figures but leaving the coloration aside I really like him as a Transformers toy. Uh, his shoulders don't bug me all that much. Like it's, it, they are definitely limited, but it's like the hot rod thing. But I, 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 was really pleasantly surprised by him. Um, so, so this week I wanted to talk about the the last new one I've got, which is Grimlock. And uh, everyone's right, Grimlock is incredibly impressive. He is, he he does uh, real weird stuff. Like it, we've talked about it now, I think like at least twice. But y- y'all were right. The back half of that dynamo mode transformation, the bot mode legs, is weird. Uh I think he also suffers from a lack of paint messing with that a little bit in that the uh you know how like one side of his butt has yellow spikes and the other one is just solid gray uh mm-hmm. if those spikes were yellow I think I would have been less confused by the transformation uh the first time around um but he, he's a very impressive figure to mess with uh the the crown on the robot mode part Actually, it sticks on beautifully now, but for the first day, it kept shooting itself off of his head, uh, and then it just started working, and I didn't do anything to it, so I think it just needed to to acclimate or something. Um, it's it's, it's a really nice, clean robot mode, uh, and, and I like him. Um, I think I like Hot Rod more, with the caveat that I'm mentally filling in all the missing color. Uh... Grimlock is more impressive than Hot Rod, but Hot Rod just like his transformation flow hits this like really sweet spot for me, and I like the shape of his car mode a lot. And I, I like the how expressive his robot mode feels, despite the shoulders only being being able to go out about 45 degrees. Um I I would say, you know, get them both. Uh I'd say with Grimlock, really, the only thing about Grimlock is he's impressive, but to the point of the transformation being Oddly finicky for Cyberverse Deluxe, with my experience of, of you know, four of them, um, and you you might you might find the transformation a little frustrating if you don't internalize to your lizard brain how the legs work. Uh, and there's also a little bit of a certain order on the front half of the dinosaur mode with with all those panels kind of having to simultab together. Um, but uh, yeah, wow, like they are they are two fun figures uh, that are. A joy uh, to to bust open and a tragedy. And I'm I'm remembering that there are exactly two figures left uh, in the line. Um, four for me because I still haven't found or, or picked up Megatron or uh, Bumblebee. So I have four figures left to go. Um, and I'm in no rush now because I, I'm enjoying these. Um, you know, even Shockwave. But I'm I'm happy I started with them. But I'm I'm I want to make it last as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> like experiencing these guys. Uh savor it. Yeah. Take it in slow. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm just gonna wait for sales again uh to pick up the, the other four. Um it's it's gonna be. I I don't think I'm gonna end up like missing out on any any entirely. Like if they end up, di- you know, if they leave shelves and I'm still missing a couple, I don't think it'll be impossible to track them down. Especially with them coming out in Japan still at Takara Tomy Mall, it'll cost more at that point. But I wanna I wanna keep pushing my luck on on getting them uh, a little bit cheaper. But uh, no, I'm liking them and and also all four of mine. The joints are absolutely superb, and I think that is informing my enjoyment of them enormously as well. Uh, I think the real test will be if I get. Megatron and he also feels great then like hey I'll have gotten Optimus and Megatron feeling great Uh, and it it sounds like the biggest problem with the two of them is that for most folks they did not feel great coming out of the package um but yeah Grimlock is, is lovely I like that the crown works in both modes I like that the weapon works in both modes uh I appreciate how much they tried to make it look like both a sword and fire breath neither really succeeding but the spirit is there uh and it looks like a sword. The farther away he is from you, the more you can imagine it's a sword. The closer it gets, the more it looks like a cheeto. Um, but uh, that's my on-topic. What I got this week. Uh, hopefully, that's not it forever for the rest of the year. <laughs> but uh, that unique toys dragoon uh, last night Megatron. Like both both tracking numbers uh, as of as of today, one of them will have been delivered a week ago. Apparently. And, uh, I wanted to give it a week because our postal system here in Canada is getting hammered, but, um, starting Sunday when the other one turns a week old, I got to start sending messages and asking, Hey, how do I proceed? Uh, I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I have mentally already accepted the idea that that fairly expensive figure has disappeared. Uh, it, it is a victim of the pandemic basically. <laughs> um, but I, I hope that it shows up. I'm just I'm starting to lose hope a little bit, and I'm not gonna I can't even get mad because they're dealing with way more stuff than, than my one toy. But also like their boy tracking only really half works right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my on-topic stuff. Uh, DJ, you do any any on-topic uh, stuff this week? Um, uh, yeah, uh, quite a bit actually. Oh, I know Aaron did a whole lot of one thing. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you you sent me that photo of that basket full of Netflix toys. Yep. Uh, TJ, is that is that where you were at too, or is this some other stuff? Uh, no, this is completely different. Holy moly! Okay, TJ, let's talk about yours. Uh, <laughs> uh
2: all right. So catching up on the uh, studio series deluxes that interested me, I now possess the off road bumblebee and the sh- jet version
0: of Shatter. Oh, I, I have just had both of those proselytized to me as being some pretty good toys. Oh, they are. I They absolutely are. I want those a
2: lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the Bumblebee is actually really impressive in that he has just, like, this, like the seats and everything and the wheel and all that, for the in- actual proper interior for the Jeep, and still has a much smoother transformation than any of the other Bumblebees, because he doesn't have nearly as much backpack shell to rely on yeah uh the jeep comes with one caveat his robot arms are just there on the underside there's just i don't know just pretend like you don't see him
0: yeah you know just don't look down
2: there <laughs> don't don't be a pervert don't look down there just yeah, don't 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 look under my carriage don't do that yeah uh but no um yeah, it's a it's a really nice figure. Uh, Transformation is really nice, uh, and yeah, proportion wise and just like the overall look is my favorite uh, movie Bumblebee out of Studio series so far. Because uh, aside from just articulating well, he doesn't have a lot of junk hanging off, and he's got the
0: right like color balance and proportions for the Bumblebee movie version of Bumblebee. After the the I would call it disaster of the World War II Bumblebee hot rod mold, this makes me so happy to hear like I, I'm, I'm i'm excited to find that figure some someday <laughs> or on sale yeah. online i don't know i am genuinely amused that a form he was in for like three minutes is his best toy in studio series was there was there a hint i feel like there was a hint of that thing getting a redeco as someone else and i forgot who i i can't i can't remember because
2: like, it's a jeep toy so isn't it gonna it's that it's not green. So it's going to be Hound someday, right? No, Hound is a big boy. He's never going to be a
0: Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. There uh, there, there was some movie design though where it I forgot the conversation now, but I feel like I read on, an ongoing talk about some studio series listing and that it's probably a redeco retool of that Bumblebee. Was this the was this the Cybertronian Cliffjumper? I can't remember. Um Cybertronian Cliff
2: Jumpers look like a vastly different mold though.
0: Yeah. I, I just remember there was some scuttle when that thing showed up uh, in photos where people were saying that it resembled the Jeep Bumblebee a lot. And I, th- I think that's what I'm thinking of now. But I think it uh, It's 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 okay, counterpoint,
2: it's Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> True.
2: Uh also, what do you think Cliff is gonna get remolded into? Yeah,
0: exa- yeah, the Cybertronian Cliff Jumper especially. Like, <laughs> uh that's excellent i yeah that the bumblebee i've only really heard uh kind of distant praise but consistently so it's it's nice to hear like specifics and, and all that confirmed and uh yeah I, I just also recently was i was hearing some stuff about jet shatter that made me so happy because i wanted a good shatter and and i still want car shatter and i know i know <laughs> but i <laughs> i'm happy that the other one is going to turn out better it sounds like
2: yeah, but you can ha- you can have your matching cars, and then, like, you can also have, like, the good chatter. Yeah. But she does have a lot of hanging off, but it's all, like, movie-accurate stuff, because it's her wings and her big jets, so it's still, she wears it well. It's, it's kibble, but she carries it well, mm. and she's just a beautiful transformation to play with, like. She like very well executed figure.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like it's the same story as with uh, as with Dropkick, where like just the second one turned out turned out. I mean, Dropkick's first one also I think looked like it was something that was coming up. It was, it was something they put together like before the final version got solidified. Is is what it comes off as. But still, it's like yeah, I, I was hoping that the story would be the same for her. That her second alt mode would also just be a better figure.
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like her first toy suffered the same thing because it had the battle mask head that she barely ever used. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's one of those things where, like like the flow of most Transformer lines. Like once they figure it out and once they have time to try again, it's usually a lot better. So yes, she she has the look of the movie character. She is a very nice Transformer and articulation and build uh i will say i will say this i got her transformed multiple times nothing fell off hey so she's already
0: vastly superior i I would also say her jet mode i think was in more memorable scenes than her car mode outside of the arrival uh like if you were Uh, gonna pick one
2: I feel like the car mode is only cool in conjunction with Dropkick's car mode. Just seeing yeah. the two together as the big muscle cars. Uh, but yeah, the jet mode just has it
0: has better presence, and it has, like you said, it has more memorable moments in the movie. Yeah, the, like in the finale scene when she's she's like going up the tower. Like the jet mode was the thing I was. That's the one that sticks out in my mind more uh, for for the main action of the film. Yeah. Alright. Man, that's good. I, I am... Uh, my, my my, hope is that I can get some good hookups on Studio Series this year, even if I'm not able to hit stores very much. Because between those two and the Constructicons, it's just like... I st- feel like Studio Series is really running away with it this year. Like It's just a lot of kick-ass stuff. Mm-hmm. Alright, so continue that train. Let's move up to the Voyagers. Alright. I have Scrapper. I have heard a lot of good things about him.
2: Mhm. Uh yeah, he is another one of the good constructicons. He's very very nice figure, got a lot of good transformation element to him. Um it's a little bit a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of lack in the articulation department because yeah, you know, he he has to form a big arm. Mhm. Uh but yeah, beyond that, he's got a lot of good stuff going on. Like I really like the look. He's got this tiny little head but it makes the rest of him look really
0: hulking yeah uh, it it also i think is another great uh entry in the movie constructicons have weirdly shaped heads uh motif i
2: mean in that the movie constructicons have weird things in general because it's He's got this, he does have this, like, little tiny head to him, but he's got these scrawny little arms, but really big, buff-looking shoulders, and then, like, sort of, like really strong legs, so he's, he's, he's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But it's a movie Constructicon. It has this creepy vibe that works for him. Yeah,
0: and, uh, I had the transformation described to me, and, uh... It, it just it's it sounds like like it's it's kind of weird. I'll, I'll repeat a thing I I said last time, but or that that was said last time. It, it's like the yellow ones just ended up kind of being the the prime trio of that set so far. Like if you just want to get some good Constructicon toys, you don't care about combining them. It's like just go pick up the three yellow ones. You'll be fine. Uh, I guess there's a fourth yellow one that's not out yet, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, like, really solid figure. Really happy with him. Like, even apart from just being part of Devastator. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, then there's... Then there's the other one, who I almost did not get. Because I was on the fence if I cared about the character enough to even buy him. Uh, that was Sentinel Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. I am so happy I took a chance on him.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear this. This is like, I've only, I've literally only heard one other person talk about that toy so far and it was positive, but I'm like, I want, I want some more positivity because Sentinel Prime deserves a good toy and he didn't have awful toys. He just, he deserved a better toy.
2: Oh yeah. Cause he had shell formers. Yeah. Cause back that, you know, movie three time, they didn't know how to get all this box to actually turn into this angular and sharp robot. Yeah. You know, it just here's here's a fire
0: truck on his back. Yeah the the leader came so close, and it was this, the thing that ruined the leader for me is just how it, it could never it it never it, it felt like it was a second attempt at at revenge of the fallen leader Prime, but it didn't know how to compress into a truck, so it just never felt like it finished transforming to me.
2: Yeah. So on this Sentinel Prime, uh, this thing is magic literally do not know how they figured this out. I get a lot of like you know, like it, you know, it like imagine like the like really interesting panel work and layering that like evasion Optimus Prime did. Yeah, mm-hmm. except his entire body is doing it. I'm so hyped cuz <laughs> cuz in vehicle mode in vehicle mode the top is complete. It is solid. There's no robot showing on the top. The sides are complete. There's panels, but you can't see robot. In the back, there's ladders and things. There's no trace of a robot unless you flip it on the underside. And it's all a big box. And all of it vanishes. Like he has enough left to be the cape he had in the movie. Yeah. But everything else, like, folds into itself, turns inside out, and makes this really well proportioned sentinel prime with nary a trace of his
0: vehicle saying inside and I'm out i'm not
2: sure how
0: inside out is what i wanted to hear cuz that's what i loved about evasion prime i'm really excited now cuz that that's like i love it when a like a the voyagers of studio series have like 99% just been like home runs and then b evasion prime you do something where a, a thing turns inside out that's like still to me. I still think of that as Studio half eye type magic. And I'm man, like if when that happens and it turns out on like a mainline Transformer, that gets me so excited. I I am I am so happy. It sounds like that whole wave just like kicked ass.
2: Uh, apparently so. I didn't get Roadbuster. That's the only thing from the current Deluxe and Voyager wave I skipped. Yeah, I, just because I don't
0: trust Hasbro. I need to see the third. I uh, yeah. <laughs> i i I've only heard like bits and pieces about roadbuster none of it negative uh I haven't heard any singing praise either. It sounds like he just turned out okay uh yeah
2: He's, he felt like one that was like I, I could get him if it was on sale i guess like i'm not in no hurry on him
0: yeah he he also like, he seems like he seems like one like it would be either him or bumblebee would be the ones that it would be be like kicking around and easy to stumble upon uh just like walking around. Mm-hmm yeah
2: uh but yeah um sentinels everything his original toys weren't uh if you're on the fence get him he is very very worth it
0: i'm so happy because that's also been this that's been the studio series story of like just sort of grabbing characters who never really got an awesome toy and then sometimes like just making them an awesome toy it's like it's like it's it's like it's, it's a redemption series it's like here's the toy you were supposed to have yeah like, like that deluxe sound wave. I was just messing with him again, uh, last week, and I was still just sitting there, like, like, there's bits of him that are a little bit cluttery on the transformation flow, but he just, he just looks so good in both modes to me, uh, with no caveats, no weird being a human alliance toy, uh, no being, a, a an obscenely expensive, uh, semi canceled Dark of the Moon toy. Uh, he just, he just works and he has like a laser beak accessory that looks all right. And yeah, um, that line's been kicking ass. Um, -hmm. but to anything else on topic on your end, uh, going to cyberverse, I found
2: my rack and ruin. Nice. Ooh. Okay. So just, just out of the gate, I will admit, uh, I'm not, I'm not as big on him as I was clobber. Hmm. Um, uh, he's his transformation does require a, a lot more uh compounded hinges in order to get everything in the right spots. So he's not as elegant. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd say it's a more I'd say it looks more like a vehicle than Clobber does. So like, I I guess I guess that is the credit I give it. Um, and like it's the same. Mostly the same articulation. There's a couple more swivels here and there. Similar uh, deployment for the uh, gimmick. Mm-hmm. So that all still works without getting in the way. And it's basically what you expect. You know, it's a, it's around the same level as uh, Clobber, where it's just a really nice figure. It's you know hollow and you know a little bit lacking in the articulation because it's cyberverse. Yeah, you know, it's a miracle
0: that this is a fully functioning toy in the first place. It's also literally rack and ruin a transforming official Transformers toy. Like it. Yes. And 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 like, he's got like if he if he's like if he's like Clover, he's got enough articulation for me to to deal with it with Cyberverse. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's enough it's enough to still have fun with the toy. Yeah. I I think like if there was like one major upgrade to do for him, if it were possible and I might, I might give it a try if I can get myself like a little saw or something and get some of those like Gundam ball joints. But like, if I could just ball socket joint, both of the heads, uh, then I think that would just finish him off perfectly.
2: Yeah. Cause I need him to be able to look at himself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ball joints might not even mean that. If I could get a little, like little diamond saw or something and just like put a swivel in, I'm assuming his neck joints don't move. I, I should also say, <laughs> Uh yeah yeah his heads are molded straight into his chest yeah like if you just sort of saw them off and then put them back on with a with some kind of swivel connector I wonder I don't know I gotta I gotta get a little saw I've been meaning to do that for years I always see them at hobby shops that's uh that's good to hear I'm uh I'm I'm glad that he's on he's all I wanted was for him to be clobbered here so <laughs> yeah yeah he's around there all right
2: uh my l- Last thing on topic is third party, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the open and play big cannon.
0: Oh, that's yeah. Most that's a good parentheses mostly to drop on that. <laughs> yeah, yes. So this is uh,
2: this was a third party's attempt to fix Titans Return Galvatron mm-hmm. with a lot of new parts, some not so new parts.
0: And a much bigger. Yeah, and, and and no box, if I recall correctly. No box. Came in a bag. Yep, that's that's why he's so inexpensive, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For his size and being third
2: party, he's very inexpensive. Yeah. But then again, he like he feels like Hasbro level as far as just how solid he is and what's hollowed out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's not it's not like it's not like solid chunk third party engineering. It is like this kind of fits in with your Hasbro collection.
0: Yeah, a, a couple of years ago, I got to mess with uh, with Joe Ichabods at a TFCon, and uh, I, I I was gonna pick it up, and then ended up like being short on cash for something like due to something else I wanted to grab, and it's it's always kind of been floating there. Is like it, it I recall it felt like you said like it felt like just a it felt like a big mainline toy. With, like, maybe a couple little things that are are slightly less mainline, uh, as far as, like... I think there's... Isn't there, like, a spring release on something on him? Or am I thinking of something else? Um... Not that I can remember. Okay, I might... I'm I'm probably confusing that with something else. There's something in the the transformation where I remembered, like, it very suddenly had, like, an extra thing that felt extremely not mainline, but otherwise was was very mainline. Yeah. I mean... They did a good job. Like, no more jet
2: mode, but the the cannon mode looks okay. Mm. Uh, It looks better than the original did. He's big enough to actually be next to the leader class Rodimus Prime. That's a big plus for me. (laughs) And, yeah, like, in robot mode, he just looks spot-on Galvatron. It's kind of what I've wanted, and, like, why doesn't this ever happen? Because... Clearly it's possible. Yeah. It's just, it's very distracting and upsetting that they did so much work making that new, making the Galvatron look, uh, the way he needed to look, you know, giving him like the proper G1 details a head without the weird gimmicks attached to it, proper cannon, all of this, but they just gave, but they didn't change the legs from the Titans return mold like it's so close to being a
0: completely original toy and they stop short mm. yeah the 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 open and play kind of Ethos was always. I mean, they only have two toys ever, and it was it was just weird. It was like there's a Springer that was rumored to be a collaboration between several companies who were sick and tired of fans' toys, and then there was Big Cannon, which was like a fancy, upscale, enhanced knockoff, and then they they kind of just disappeared. <laughs> it's like their 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 two purposes were served, and uh and yeah, it, it's it's weird because. I don't, like, when you look at Big Cannon, it's like, if, they, if they, they, they were so close to making something that was almost entirely, like, new tooling, or, you know, not new tooling, but, like, yeah, it wasn't reusing bits, but then, like, I think, I feel like the goal with Big Cannon was also to be inexpensive, and I, I was always wondering, like, if the legs, you know, and the lack of the box, obviously, but if the legs were, like, a part of that, like, if that's, if that was where they kind of just put a, put a fence in the ground, I'm like, this is where we have to stop. Because we want this to cost whatever, whatever it was, like fifty or sixty bucks.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it feel, it feels like they took it and upscaled it, and then just changed what they had to to give it the Galvatron look.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that one's still floating around. Because some sometime I think I want to pick it up, and I, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was still there. Uh, Big Bad got in another. I
2: got this off of Big Bad for who they did one of their. We're getting this in, and we're already gonna put it on deep sale.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> let me see. Okay, it's sold out now, but it was thirty-five bucks. That's that's a solid thirty-five dollar purchase. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For thirty-five bucks, I'm I am very happy with how he turned out. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: But yeah, uh, that's all I've got for on topic. All right. <clears throat> well, Aaron. Uh... I and I know you don't have any cuz I asked you. I know you, I know you did not acquire wheat compound. Not yet. Uh that's it's, still cuz that, that's locked up. M- maybe. Yeah, it's I, it's I I'm
1: still not sure. It's it's, it's I I've been charged for it twice and refunded for it twice, so <laughs> it it's Schrodinger's wheat compound at this point in time.
0: Wheat compound is a complicated substance, you know. It's <laughs> Did you did you, I I saw a funny tweet uh xv chris uh chris rtx was he took he was he was out at a target or something and apparently like he found a netflix magnus and someone had ripped it open and took the weed compound tray out and then just like left didn't take it just left it sitting on top of the the ripped open box it's like someone just wanted to see (laughs) uh but uh you did you pick up like basically everything else from that netflix line
1: um so they did not have chromia okay but i got i got the 4 of the 5 deluxes and the two voyagery y price pointy ones yeah so um due to our our home's current methods of dealing with covid and all of that nonsense um only uh every everything like it goes on the porch and then gets wiped down and then just stays out on the porch in the sun for a couple of days mm-hmm. if it's not like a food item that needs refrigerated so it was only like today that they were coming out of quarantine and um so i got the chance to crack open the deluxes i haven't gotten the uh the others opened yet mm-hmm. um but it it definitely seems um all the toys fit and finish wise for the Netflix ones seem better, okay, um like hound, my hound, I always had issues with the like spare tire spotlight ammo drum piece fitting on any place that had a peg or any anything it was supposed to peg into the side of. And on this one, I have to, I have to give it that little extra oomph to like get it into place on its vehicle on the vehicle mode where it has the special like cutout spot for it. On my other hound, you could put it on there and just turn the hound upside down and then it disappears. <laughs> um, so the fit and finish of of these four at least feel better. All the paint's a nice matte paint, and it has where like. You know, the beginning of the line had the weird, like, it stomped through one mud puddle, mud splash type of thing. Mm -hmm. All of these effects are much more gradient-y. So it's it's like something that's been consistently worn on, not just like splash through a puddle once, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that was the impression I got when we saw them, was like specifically with Hound and Sideswipe, it felt like, yeah. oh, these are the real ones. I, I yeah. have the test shots, and those are the real ones. All right. Yeah,
1: Sideswipe <laughs> specifically, I think it's even a matter of, like, uh, sitting here trying to find trying to find a bare plastic side. I think more of his plastic, instead of being red that then had stuff put on it, it's, like, gray that's had, like, red airbrushed from a distance on it. Were those ones, was their price point different than normal Deluxes? No. Man. And and that's the thing that like, well, on top of that, and then it also like these four all had like the, the parts to make Teletran in the back of it as well. Oh, yeah. It has, I have four papercraft Teletran pieces kind of plugged together, which realizing that I'd missed Chromia because she wasn't out there is going to make the fact that I have all but one of them very aggravating. Um. Thanks, random stock boy that probably didn't get all of them out in the first place, uh, but no, it's like the fit and finish on all of them feels better. The paint on them is this. This, yeah, this is definitely like premium product paint, Man. In compa- Especially in comparison to like the first release.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll temper my my whining by just saying like I don't think there's any reasonable reality where those are the first run of those toys oh not at all uh i'm just and also i got the whole first wave of siege on discount from has that whole story so i really have no reason to be whining other than like i don't want to buy them again but they are it sounds like they're riddled with temptation and good reasons to maybe pick them up again
1: yeah it's definitely something that you know, really, if you didn't get some of these the first time around, I'd say it's a good get for sure. For sure, um, idiots like us that like the slightly better version for full price again, it's a get. Um, even like you know, the you know, Mirage is a Decepticon. Well, the and Mirage, the
0: Mirage was on my radar just because those colors looked incredible, especially the in-hand shots from Toy Fair. It does, it does look incredible. Yeah on them and and I like that toy uh, i've I've been messing with that one in impactor again in the last couple of weeks and like that was a good deluxe wave yeah so of these four, I'd say all four of them are are
1: definitely worth the where where deluxe currently price out these are these are good the the whatever face the not reflector reflector part oh scrap face p- scrap face his blue is metallic
0: and shiny. He's the other one that I want. It was him and Mirage. Yeah. I was like, those are definites because the paint jobs just look amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, and the place where it, like the brushed on effect looks good with his shins, because it's an off color, which makes it look like you know that's either been splashed on or that's the remnant of whatever color it should be, but everything else is worn off. It's it's the, they've done a better job of thinking how. Similar paint apps can be applied and make it better. I you know, wonder they, they didn't they didn't go for a gray on the gray, so you're sitting there squinting and looking at it. They yeah. went for you know a a watered down red, so that it's weird and globby on a gray, and so that... it it stands out. It makes you look at it.
0: I wonder if whatever techniques and whatever, just whatever, you know, artistic path led to the cel-shaded 35th anniversary uh, Optimus Megatron, I wonder if this is like another extension of like that, like whatever that production uh, approach is. And like, I wonder Maybe. how close we're getting to like that, getting to be in a wave one of a, of a lion, like that kind of paint work. Because um, yeah. I mean, the, it was in wave one, a studio series on Grimlock kind of. But that was with the caveat of Grimlock was entirely one color for the most part. Right. Um, but it's exciting to me. Like, between the cel shaded stuff actually turning out and then, like, specifically Mirage and Scrapface's colors, uh, yeah, it, if we can get that happening, like, in wave one of whatever the third part of the trilogy is for generations, like, that's. I hope we can, re- you know, end up there. I feel like that still is a little bit of an ask. Like, I think that wave one being quote unquote normal you know is what allows for for whatever the the monetary shiftings are to result in like the Netflix toys. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure Netflix must have helped monetarily with that stuff.
1: Yeah, if if they did, they need to find uh, more ways for Netflix to assist monetarily on that stuff.
0: Um, well, they'll only they only do it for two waves and then they'll cancel the whole line. So <sighs> yeah. Right. That was a Netflix joke. Yeah. Very proud Don't worry, myself. they'll
1: greenlight something else, though.
0: Yeah, that's right. They'll move over to GoBots.
1: We'll be good. But, but yeah, um, with with those, I'm just on the the lookout for Chromia, and yeah, my pre order date for that, I had to go searching through my mail because since it hasn't shipped, Walmart pretends like it's not actually in order. I got an email recently saying that updated release date for mine is five twenty eight twenty
0: twenty. Well so, who knows. <laughs> hopefully the tale of your wheat compound ends happily. Yeah. Um but, in, in yeah. hand shots of that have been really funny to look at too, because like the the only thing with the wheat compound now that I want to know is like, is it just black play doh or is it like black premium glittery play doh?
1: I hope there's no glitter. That stuff never goes away.
0: Well no, like uh yeah, not not literal glitter. I mean like if there's a sparkle to the to the finish of the material. Yeah. Cause there's some um what is it? Some of that thinking putty I remember I messed with that had like a, a shine to it that that didn't disengage oh, okay. uh from the putty. Uh different material than Play Doh, technically, but um Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about the uh the pseudo Voyager but more expensive packs, because the yeah. Megatron looks sick. Yeah. Both of uh, both of them in there looked very similar
1: in like the level of their paint apps and everything of, of of all of that, and I'm hoping that like it has the superior fit and finish that these four seem to have had. And that, that, man, if that, that's
0: if that's the case, mwah, yeah, you, kiss. you put all that on that Voyager Megatron, and that'll get me to pick that thing up. Uh, yeah. Like Hotlink, I'll, I'll is... just lie to you anyway to make you spend money. Oh yeah, it's great. Is so clunk. weird. What was that like... nothing? You don't even get anything out of this. Like you just want to make me spend money. Yeah. Uh relatable. Um yeah, I, I also I'm I'm hoping that the Netflix series, I mean, aside from hoping it's good to some degree, yeah. I'm I'm hoping it 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 makes me like not only Hotlink, but also those two identical twins with different color eyes or whatever that he comes with. Cause mm-hmm. cause that Hotlink pack looks absolutely unattractive to me on a I-can't-buy-everything level, because I have no idea who any of them are. One of them Mm -hmm. looks kind of like Skywarp, kind of like one of the Rainmaker types, and then those two little pals are like two of my least favorite things to purchase, and now they're also borderline identical, and I'm like, okay, if the characters are great, then I'm down for this, but otherwise, this is like, it's stacking the hard pass factors for me. Uh,
1: And it was after, so so those were actually picked up in doing a... uh a grocery run for my brother since he's uh, under mandated quarantine. Uh, Mm. But then it was like, oh, but I'm all like mass. I could go hit the other two Walmarts in town and see if I can find the rest. No, no, that's not the responsible thing to do, but I could. Nobody can stop me. No, you can stop you. Yeah. And then I did (laughs) because I got very angry at people, not, not adhering to the one way signs now in, in aisles. Um, uh, That's, that's there for everybody's safety. Just, just don't just, just follow the signs man follow the uh, signs wear a mask wash your hands don't touch your face
0: I also want to echo the sort of understated thing here that if you're if you're out getting stuff and because in in America, I would say almost uniquely in America, um well compared to Canada anyway, places where you go to get supplies regularly also have toy aisles. In Canada, it's like unless you're going to a great Canadian superstore, you don't get that or that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're going to a Walmart, I guess, but like you probably shouldn't if you can avoid it. Uh if you if you're out and you, you get that that, you know, itch like Aaron just had, Please don't go on a toy hunt. Like, yeah. just make it make it a bonus thing you're doing because yeah. visiting multiple locations in the course of the same day is like uh spin. It's literal, not literally. I'm just I'm trying to think of a way to put it's, this. It's, it's, it's like Russian the dice. roulette. because because no, dice rolls are still isolated. This is like rolling the dice, rolling a die where you're also filing off the good faces each time. Yeah, and you're you're rewriting them to be other bad faces. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an exponential risk for the sake of like new toy smell and like, just, you know, pick it, pick it when you get it and, and order some stuff online if you really need it. And the thing is, I wasn't even going to go
1: to the non-grocery side of the store, but it was, we're now using, um, like our back porch as kind of like an airlock of sorts. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's the transition space because the other door into the house comes like right in the living room, right in the middle of everything. So you come onto the back porch and like, you know, if you've had contact with people, we've got our, our masks hanging up there. If you know, stuff's got to go into the wash. Well, it's been just been going on a pile on the floor and the pile on the floor has been, you know, picked up and dragged through the house to go for laundry. And it was like, Oh no, I should get just like a little pop up, um, clothes hamper. Just that way it can all be there and still organize some and and do that. And then it was, I mean, it was literally across the main aisle was where the Transformers were. And I can't not look at that point. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you're already there. You're already (sighs) there. Yeah. I saw saw white boxes and I'm like, what's in a white box, son of a... (sighs) Well, you know, never let it be said that despite us saying that we don't want to, we end up still sometimes purchasing nearly an entire first wave uh and then talking about it on the podcast first
1: wave that last one was there oh holy moly
0: uh well congratulations on responsible toy buying and exercising i was about to say exercising some restraint afterwards but you also bought four deluxes and two voyager pluses yep in one go so that's kind of that's kind of not restraint so i can't nope not at all that was not at all restrained (laughs) that sounds that that comes off more like i haven't been out buying toys in a while and now this is just a thing that's happening (laughs) uh highly relatable i've been doing that with board games uh it's been it's been my thing for the last month uh and it's it's scratching the itch but uh i'm trying to i'm trying to ex- exercise some of that restraint now too um but i think that's our uh, on topic what we got so we've got a couple uh little news bits and the little trio of listener questions here first news bit this is sort of a quickie but hey this more stock images have been released more stock photo photos and photography of MP51 masterpiece RC and uh, she is definitely just walking the path of masterpiece hot rod uh, where where the photos they're taking are awful uh terrible photos that serve to make the toy look worse uh almost pointedly so in a way that makes me want to know like who offended who to results in this. But these are these are highly unflattering angles that are trying to show off they're they're doing two things. They're trying to show off articulation and they're continuing this incredibly misguided train of trying to to throw some sex appeal in and it's uh it's just really depressing. But I still think, like, given how MP Hot Rod turned out pretty well, in spite of the photography and what it showed, I still have hopes for uh, Masterpiece RC. I'm seeing lots of bits and pieces of stuff that seems cool. When you kind of like sift through the the late '90s, thirteen year old grease that that is like permeating a lot of the the choices made. Um, the the articulation seems like it's pretty pretty badass, and uh, I'm I'm still really digging like how how most of the car seems to be folded up into the backpack like it, if the transformation flow is good like that that's going to be like probably pretty fun to engage with if the materials are uh i guess you know not Following the same fate as as a lot of MP Hounds, but uh, she she seems to have two guns. She's got her pistol and a big gun. Uh, and there's a, there's two different blast effects. They seem to be completely different ones, so it's not like a stacking one either. Uh, and you can mount them on the vehicle mode. She's got the thing that she wrecks a Junkie on's day with coming out of the vehicle mode. She's got the shades. Uh, and uh, and then there's also just the funniest the funniest shots, like in conjunction with the the kind of you know butt shot that is highlighting a big screw hole um, from, from the figure King scans. They've got her running, but not, like, trying to, like, it's run like she, and it's be It's like she's Yeah, and, and while shooting her gun. And then below that, they have her upper body in the exact same pose. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what's, like, it's like they're trying to get a, a... They're trying to get an upskirt shot when there is no skirt while trying to highlight the hip articulation while trying to have like an aerial shot that you know you can use as a figure stand with or something it looks like she fell down and is trying to look cool while she's falling down like she's doing the upper shot and then tripped and then she's like maybe no one will notice and it's like no sorry we all notice <laughs> uh i still have hopes for this figure I, I, i'd like to pick this figure up i'm not i'm not doing an amazon pre-order this time but um that that doesn't preclude being able to get a hold of a masterpiece toy uh I think that she, there's a good chance she'll be fun to transform. Really, the last thing to show us is some transformation shots. I'm fascinated how they will try to get, uh, sex appeal into those. Um, cause I, at this point, it seems like that's just what they're going for. Uh, which is like, sort of, it's sort of like embarrassing uncle depressing to me uh to be looking at from like official masterpiece photography, but you know hide hide nor hair see seen or some some kind of saying it doesn 't really matter um aaron now we 've got we 've got multi angle shots of uh m p r c and any fresh thoughts on her i
1: man the the glamour shots i i just don 't know like i know that all of the other Third-party RC toys have done it, and I felt very much the same way.
0: I got, I got, I got well, to jump to the defense m- of my favorite. Not all Ocular Max never did. Okay, and I never thought that'd be like another quality in, in you know, in the bullet points of how much I like that toy. But <laughs> all right, that one. Um, like, I guess the like
1: sassy shoulder pose one does a good job of showing that there is a very strong like mid torso joint yeah okay
0: that's cool well so does so does the kind of submissive weird shot above
1: yeah that Uh, that, that, that's one of the ones that's just like okay that's that's fine i think one the the like sassy pose okay the weird oh
2: you caught me as i was getting out of bed type of look is like no i oh you you uh, mean you mean the you mean the i'm I'm posed on top of this sports car
0: pose. Yeah, yeah. I'm a car, and I'm on top of a like boy howdy. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. The sassy pose is like communicating almost everything that the other pose is. The other pose is like showing that there's double jointed knees, I guess. But yeah. Uh... But and and that's where like that hurtling shot,
1: you know the 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 run jump one. I think does a good job of showing
0: that. Um... Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the getting out of bed shots actually pointless. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> turns out, hey, turns out we uh, we did the science on this one. Uh, adjusting my yeah. glasses. <laughs> like, the,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't know, man.
0: And you it, all, all, let me let me throw it out there. Wait. We, I don't think I don't think any of us are are setting out to be prudish. Yeah, and, and absolutely there's lots there's lots of, of steamy Transformers art all over the place if you want to go find it. The however, two things. Specifically when it is official masterpiece toy photography, first party official, and also very specifically when it's RC, who like never escapes this nonsense. Right. Uh, that that's that's <laughs> like, how this is if, different if, in my opinion. If, if
1: official had been first out of the gate and had some of these poses in there. Okay, I guess that's one thing, but when, like, one of them specifically was, like, was as far as it was with with panel lines and movable panels and removable panels and the like...
0: Oh yeah, fan, I, well, Fans Toys putting in boob swaps and the O-face and the finger-me-hands. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I wasn't going to go directly to the statements, but sure. No, I like, ex- to, be, I like those... to be direct, because I, I relish the chance to talk about how much I don't like Fans Toys RC for all the praise it gets. The, those exact <laughs> things,
1: um, I, I would have thought that maybe the smart thing on the... Official motherships route would have been maybe a little bit more demure, uh, just not like "wow, look at
0: these, that's look the at same. that." I mean, that's it, also it, what makes it, me really keep like wanting to go. Like, what are you all doing? Because like. We know that they know, and so that means that this is, like, with intent, and I'm like, what's the... What is the intent? Y- y'all trying to, like, hang? Like, this is... Like I said, this comes off... I mean... Like, my... Like, like your your weird older uncle, like, taking you to a strip club when you're 13 or something, where it's like, nah, mm-hmm. kids, I'm cool too, and you're like, oh, boy, stop. Just stop. Like no, we- <laughs> I mean, we've seen...
2: We, well, we've seen this before, like, we've seen, with like, the spinoffs for Vinyl Tech, and like, where... Oh, it comes with, like, uh, a hot race car girl figurine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because that's just a thing in Japan. That's a market they try to tackle. So, okay, here's this RC. Hey, it's a girl. Here's an upskirt. Oh, look, you have the Rob Liefeld pose. of Here are my boobs and
0: my butt at the same time. We got a good torso joint that allows for that, actually. where Most humans couldn't pull that off. It's... It's just also when it's RC. It's cuz it's like this this is unfortunately about at least it's, 60% of the history of RC. Right.
2: And it, it's it's depressing because it's really just like especially in the third party realm, the toy photography that does this to her because she, like her depictions are she's actually a capable fighter and when given the chance she's more of a motherly figure with with like Daniel in the car, original cartoon. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Yeah. This is all fan invented. Yeah. And 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 that's why I I'd, I'd like to mess with this figure because the articulation looks so good. One one of my favorite things about the Ocular Max one, aside from it being like a really good transforming toy, is naturally Ocular Max's alia assumes this like really solid like uh A stance uh and and, and it has a this, like good like hero flow to the body. Um and I'm I'm assuming and kind of expecting that this figure will be capable of that as well, since there's like so much natural curvature in the sculpt due to most of the robot not being car parts. I think it'll make for like a really solid action figure if the build quality is there. Uh, and hopefully someday we get photos of that. Probably not till it's out. I think that this is like, this is sort of, these photos are a lost cause. We just can laugh at them now (laughs) and try to laugh at them and try to pull details out of the backpack that we keep seeing. Uh, which I think looks cleaner than it did at Toy Fair. Like the, some of those hanging gray panels, they're still there, but they clearly can like curl up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and 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 if if it feels like a, a like My Hound or feels like a um, you know MP thirty six or something like that, transformation could be really fun, uh, or at least have really good flow for what I'm looking for. Um. But, yeah, otherwise, like, this is just an ongoing thing where I really, I really encourage people. Don't, 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 if people don't like it, don't, don't start asking them why they don't like it. It's pretty obvious why they don't like it. Like, (laughs) it's not, like, hard math. I I always see it every now and then on Twitter where it's like, why are people so annoyed by this? And it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, think for two seconds, you know? (laughs) It's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. Um. But, uh, TJ, uh, how about you? Like any any other, um, illuminations you're getting from these outside of, like, the, the kind of, like, sad uncle side? Like, how, how are you feeling about that backpack? Y- yeah. You seeing some stuff in there?
2: <laughs> Please talk about anything but the cheesecake shots.
0: Yeah. Um, I-, I think sad uncle is just a really good catch all for it, but that's, that's just me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my, my disappointment for that aside from everything was mentioned is the fact that the two poses that, uh, show off all of this without being sleazy are the tiniest ones because oh
0: yeah way down like, there when she's doing the gun stuff
2: <laughs> yeah she's got a better i'm firing my gun while standing pose and she's got a better pose that shows off all that hip and the uh, leg articulation oh man we just the mm, rifle shot we keep and we the keep the toe re- the the toe bend
0: yeah yeah we, we keep finding more redundancy for the getting out of bed shot i love it uh <laughs> I mean, the toy itself actually does
2: still look really good. Um, it does come down to me for like because obviously she's a shell former, but it does come down to just how well the shell integrates and just how, uh, if the shell itself is because it's either I have had the shell former experience of it is either a chore to get all this lined up and then I'm just like pushing the robot into it and then there's like. Oh, well, all this will integrate, clip in, clip in, clip in. Okay,
0: that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I actually have a really easy parallel to draw, because I was thinking about like how shellformer is still kind of like a, ugh, kind of you know phrase a lot of the time, and that uh, if anyone was going to ask me, like, okay, tell me like a good shellformer with flow, I know I could, just, right now, uh, Age of Extinction Galvatron uh that voyager toy is complete like the truck mode just like is the backpack but the flow of that transformation is remarkably good for what it's doing uh and and to me it's like case positive of like this is how you can have a backpack vehicled shell former have fun flow and like just have a good transformation hand feel uh and, and I'm I'm seeing it on RC. Like that that pod of compressed car stuff that's inside the backpack, like that's closest to her back, that's the thing I'm really fascinated by. Cause it doesn't look the, the more of these photos we're seeing, the more angles we're getting, the less it looks like a jumble of parts to me, and the more it looks like a cohesive plastic origami ball. And I, I really want to know how it works. Um I I can't see any of the wheels in there. And I know her wheels are tiny, but, like, that's already kind of exciting me. Like, how her wheels have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah. Uh, also, the one other thing I'll just... Because it's been called out before and I'll say it. Uh, they're getting better at the hands in these photos. Um they they've stopped trying to make the hands do more than they're capable of uh the shot where she's got the shades on the hands are actually posed pretty well there especially the one that's up near her head that's a great way to tell me that those hands are posable in a, in a way that is uh enticing to me as a as a toy enthusiast as opposed to you know the butt shot where she's just got that weird claw thing going on again with the thumb um so I think the hands could turn out well. They'll have limitations like a lot of posable hands, but now we're s I think we're seeing better what those limitations are, and that's that's helping me out a lot. Uh so uh she is she is coming out uh sometime this year if I recall correctly. So um yeah, I, I, I hope she turns out well build quality wise. That's really the last thing to know. Um and I hope we get to see a shot of transformation. That's that's really the, to me, that would be the last time we probably talk about this before she comes out is if we get to see how like more of how she works. But uh, any other RC sh- thoughts on your guys' ends, or shall we bump to uh, the even more expensive toy?
1: Because uh, guess we go even more expensive.
0: We finally got. I actually laughed when I saw the email come in. HasLab Unicron production update number two. And I was like, oh, yeah, wasn't production update number one, like, 500 years ago? And it was cr- kind of like, it was just a commercial. So I was I was going in all, like, all surly and like, I wonder how they're going to screw this up. And they, they delivered a super solid, uh, like, Kickstarter-style production update that felt like it was speaking to people who backed a project already uh this was a great update uh it's i believe it's up on pulse so please check it out if you can there is so much cool stuff in here they talk hasbro's transformers team talks about t1s and stuff like that they show us a shot of some steel molds uh they talk about how they've got various different copies floating around like there's a a copy where they just shot any plastic in there just to see how it works. Uh plastic finish is not final, colors are completely wrong, just seeing how it works. Uh there's a a model, a painted model that is at the house of the the instruction sheet maker which gave Aaron, I don't know about you. I had a sudden cold stare moment when they talked about how they have a dedicated instruction maker cuz I was like I was like, well, can we speak to the instruction maker? <laughs> yeah. Does that does that guy get out in public? Is the instruction maker like is he
1: is he like the uh um what is it, it's the uh MPAA reviewers where their identities remain secret for
0: for reasons?
2: Well, let's let's so note, no one comes and torches their house.
0: Well, yeah. no, let's let's note two things. There's two shots from the vantage point of the instruction maker. Number one is this kitchen. You can actually like I like how we can see like printouts of an instruction sheet over there. that's that's neat how that's part of the process. But look at their kitchen for a second. There is there is an ore hanging over the the window. Is that there? Uh, that, because that, that, that's
1: a paddle. An ore would have a lock on it to to fit into the side of the. Okay, okay. The, the, the vessel that they're, they're...
0: I didn't know I was going to be podcasting with nerds, but all right. All right. <laughs> so there's a... Sorry, let me just rewind that wreck on this. So there's a paddle up there. Now, That this person, obviously, from the second shot, maybe they get out and use a boat now and then. But, but also, do they just... Is that up there because, like, they're trained? Like, someone breaks in, the, you know, they end lives with that paddle? I don't know. There's also just that little gnome staring at me from the windowsill. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the stuff that's inside the the little uh, cubby cabinets uh, down here underneath Unicron. Is it one of these books there? The book there says dogs. Now is that a book about owning dogs, or is is there a missing word on the front like attack, murder, death dogs? I don't know. Uh, that looks like there's some Lysol wipes there. Is that because of the pandemic, or is that because they have to clean blood? I don't know. Um, I feel so, like I'm being threatened by this reveal of the instruction maker. i am i am a,
2: I'm a. Uh, I'm, uh... Noticing something myself, and it kind of makes a valiant point about why the instructions for Transformers might not be as intelligently created as they should be, as I'm looking at the back of his kitchen to the far left, where his utensils have to be marked utensils.
0: So he knows what they are. I noticed the giant utensils bucket. Yes. Uh, also, the palette of this kitchen informs the palette of the instructions a whole lot. There's this is just a sea of mid tones. There's no contrast except for like Unicron and the gnome. Uh, th- th- that's a black. Si- the sink, the faucet is pitch black.
1: Yeah.
0: Who is this? Like, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we go to the other photo. Uh, huge flex. I love this photo. This is a beautiful photo. Unicron, the, the hand-painted model Unicron, not the, not the disposable test shot, the hand-painted model, probably with two of a kind tops, chilling out on the edge of the pier with a fishing rod. Maybe this is photoshopped, but the, sh- the shadow down there certainly looks like natural shadow. And I like the idea that this person is just like such a, a, a monster that they're like, I'm just going to put this right on the edge of the pier. Cause, uh, you know what? If it falls in, that's, that's, that's the will of the, of the lake.
2: Um, I just it's want- this weird alternate universe where Hot Rod's eating planets and Unicron's chilling out fishing with a kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unicron just wants to catch some fish. Unicron's a, a big hungry boy. <laughs> um, I'm also combing the coastline trying to figure out any more details about this mysterious entity who makes instructions. But uh, all I can see is it looks like there's like, not cinder blocks, but it looks like weightlifting weights. Like rectangular weights with locking holes are floating in the water in front of the pier. Uh, that might just be a Fisher thing. I don't understand, but, um, I, I've come to accept that one day this person and the masterpiece toy photographer might just confront me in a dark alley someday. And maybe that's the last we'll hear from me. Uh, but you know, it, it it would, it'd be a good way to go out. Aaron, Aaron, did you, did I was uh, taken aback by the reveal that there is an instruction maker, (laughs) I, I mean, was. You, I was. You know dog. that logically somebody has to make them. Somebody has to, but I didn't think it would be a title. I didn't think it'd be like a job title that there's yeah, there's actually a I person to dedicated say to say it. That that's
1: necessarily their primary thing. So I I did not get any sort of mail on this. Was that? Oh, hey, it actually links to the article. Mm-hmm. Let's be less dumb, Aaron. Cool. Uh, I was bouncing around looking for it on on the site.
0: Um, let me go. yep, house cat. I don't mean to fix it on this instructions thing. It's just we talk about it a lot. And then I just had the weirdest feeling when I read that line and then saw these photos that there is a sole person responsible for a thing that I and a couple others have called out as s- one of the the worst aspects not sure of Transformers. That's necessarily the, their sole job. Maybe? I want to believe this is their sole job. They just sit there artisaning out these instruction sheets in their weird kitchen with black faucets and a garden gnome and a paddle and then the utensils Ooh. bucket. And then whatever that jug up there, there's jugs everywhere, too?
2: Like, this is... Here's what gets me. Where does he live with the giant stone column outside
0: of his window? Is that lake just nearby, or does this person own a lake? Like, who is this? I don't know. Uh, there's other stuff in here. Aaron, sorry, you were looking for the link? Yeah, no,
1: I I, I ended up finding the link. Um, But, yeah, I... I, I appreciate the humor that you're building into this.
0: I'm not building humor. I'm building terror. Terror that I'm feeling. That there's there's a. I don't like the. I, I was always attributing this to like like you were saying. Oh, someone's just filling in, doing the role. Now there's there's, there's a team member responsible for this. Are they gonna kill me? I don't know. Um, but uh, there's there's some other stuff in here. There there is a test shot. Uh, sorry. Good ahead, good. Ahead. You think of you
2: think of how many times we've complained about the instructions and realized that the man creating those is getting
0: paid well enough to inc- to have marble countertops. You know, I'm suddenly less scared and now more like, no, come at me in the dark alley. Let's do this. <laughs> are you are you are you two percent? Are you two percent off of making illegible instructions? I want to know. <laughs> Bring your utensil bucket, <laughs> whoever you are. Uh.
1: The, the, Turns the, out the guy actually listens to it and cries some every time. He's been trying so very hard, but it's really somebody in finance that's like, no, too much vibrancy in this paper means we have to pay for the expensive paper we, and the expensive ink,
2: so you have put to in those th- colors. If, if we put in those three extra instructions that makes this make sense, that's like four cents per
0: sheet extra. We can't have that. Okay, I'm going to olive branch this. Whoever you are, if you're listening... Your kitchen is fascinating. You seem like a character. This, this fishing photo is inspired. If some pencil pusher is the one who is ruining all your good work, reach out to us. Reach out to let us know. We'll, we got your back, all right? If you got to release uh, uh, bespoke director's cut, unpencil pushed, unmetaled art instructions, we have channels. We could do this with you. Just let us know. We're here. I don't want to make enemies. I want to make allies against a greater enemy. That is my goal. We're, We're here for you if you're there for us. I just watched the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I'm feeling really inspired. Uh, I gotta get me a, a sword to stick in, a, in an oven so I can talk to this person uh, the, the test shot of Unicron uh, was chilling out somewhere else where they were doing some tests uh, they wanted to see if Unicron could look forlornly out of a quarantine window which is a, again an inspired shot um, they also had some size comparisons of, of Unicron with a cat and apparently the cat did some chew testing on, on the mandibles uh, proper Um and they also- I do love how,
2: for 20 years ne- running, Hasbro's metric for large toys is house cat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, going all the way back to Supreme Cheetor. We're we're still here. It, maybe, hey, maybe this is the person. <laughs> I also just noticed the couch shot Unicron is holding a remote control. I'd missed that the first time <laughs> I looked at this. Uh, oh, yeah. These, this is what I, this is what I wanted. This, and I'm so happy about this. This is, this is insider knowledge to some degree there's humor, there's humanity to this update (laughs) it feels Mm -hmm. like they're speaking to people who funded a project It's and that first backer update was this fancy commercial I was very disappointed by it this is so much better and I hope this is the tone going forward, I hope there's more of these I hope they realize these don't even have to be groundbreaking, just keep taking stupid photos of the Unicron test shot, well, I love it make me believe you're a person. I want to meet the instruction sheet maker. Let's move into that dialogue. This could really become a thing, Uh, and I hope it does. Um, I'm just
2: going to put this out in the universe. We're all waiting for the toilet photo.
0: Please! Oh my god, yes! I want to see this guy holding, not, if we can't have him sitting on a toilet because it's dangerous, I get it. That's for the instruction maker to do. They're a carefree soul. But can we have Unicron just like holding the spare roll? Like that's topical for the for the current state of things too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one. I mean. Th- I mean. Those, he's those, just man, there, those... like your
1: grandma has that crocheted angel or whatever that sat on the back of the toilet tank as a little kid. You had no idea what it was. She was just sitting on top of two rolls of toilet paper. Just have Unicron hands <laughs> out just a toilet roll on each hand.
2: Right. No, no, it's not even that. It's planet mode, and you're using those
0: uh, jaws just just hold the roll. Oh. <laughs> that's doable. I okay, yeah. Yeah, challenge laid out. You know, they're not even <laughs> they're not even listening to. I hope they're listening. Please. <laughs> We're having so many good ideas and I want you to do them. <laughs> Dear listeners, please reach out to Hasbro Pulse if you've got the the avenues. Let them know we have so many thoughts. We love them. We 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 want to establish peace with the Instruction Maker. That is their name, and and yeah, I, I would like to see this happen. Uh, the one other tidbit um, is that they showed uh, the box graphics. The box is going to be twenty six inches in every dimension, a twenty six inch cube, uh, basically, and it has handles like a TV box. I love it. Uh, I like the graphics. I hope those graphics are on like an art card inside the box so I can guiltlessly recycle that box because everything else about that box says, get rid of me. Um, but I would like to have a copy of that art and I hope that it's not only on the get rid of me box, but I like the handles. It's very cute. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've already been kind of chattering as we went, but, um, TJ, I'll pop over to you. First, any other specific Unicron thoughts taking a look at the progress we've got going on? Um It's still it's
2: it is still a mighty impressive toy that I will likely never own due to size and expense. Mm-hmm. But it is fascinating to watch it come together at this extent. It is very cool to see him. Just chilling out and doing the stupid things that we would all do with a Unicron toy that big. Yeah. No, this is so much better than, here's another pose. Oh, here's a close-up of this part. No, no. Like, just have fun with it. Do the stupid stuff that people do with their toys all the time on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yeah, like like this I said, it's h- makes- humanity. These are humans. It's such a fresh feeling, you know? Yeah, it, it makes me, like, genuinely
2: makes me, like, yeah, like, it gives humanity to not only the production process and the people creating it, but also it just makes me feel like they get it. Yeah. It's like, we're going to do dumb things with mm-hmm. this toy, we're going to have fun with it however we
0: want, show us how fun it is. Yeah, like, just the couch shot, the, you know, the fishing shot is like, it's acknowledging the ridiculous nature of a toy this big and expensive, uh and i I dare say that the the big unofficial unicron that not toy world or whatever is doing um I like that they leaned into that too all those shots where there's no head and they just had the maw transformed in place of the head where it's like this is like a ridiculously expensive gigantic toy we're not gonna try to make it look badass we don't need to if you need to be convinced it's badass you probably aren't buying it so yeah i i i'm I'm so pleased um Aaron, any other thoughts uh, from you in reaction to this update?
1: Um, I'm surprised you went entirely past the thing that you should know. I would have been very interested in.
0: I mentioned the tooling, the steel mold thing.
1: Yeah, just but you just bounced right past it, man. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much in this. The this...
0: instruction maker must be acknowledged.
1: It's important. How about the fact that it that it, it's it's this really gives an idea of how their tools actually work because these are parted in such a fashion that you could load different things into these tools yeah. in different sets
0: yeah the, the modular nature finally is laid out before us this is what five yeah. plates four plates
1: yeah uh four plates is what it looks like right yeah yeah um but it looks as if like that bottom one could be split to two and i know that I know that we've seen it before in um at bot cons where they were talking about like some of the modularity that was there of like, hey, you have to like this is all gonna be one color shot, and there are a couple different ways that maybe you can lay it out, and you've got you know two large and two small shots that you can do um you know those sort of things, but actually getting to you know see the molds in this fashion and on top of that. Uh, there's a slick trick here that shows how those engage, how how it gets engaged together. See the the rods that stick out are at a, out at an angle.
0: Oh, I was about to, I was just going to talk about uh, on the right hand the, side. I was going to talk about the uh, the I, I liked how there's those kind of uniform conjoined runner bits, but I did not look at those rods at all. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. when that yeah. presses down,
1: the the three rods that stick out slide into those three pieces that then will pull it together as it presses in order to, like, lock everything together so that when it injects, it has, like, counter pressure against it to prevent it from unlocking. It won't be able to unlock without the mold traversing up and down. So you'd Mm -hmm. be using the pressure as it's injecting in to help hold itself together.
0: I think these toolings also really help illustrate like why tooling is so expensive in that this doesn't look Mm -hmm. small and this is just the head and the stand and like maybe one other thing. Parts parts of
1: the stand? Yeah. Not even the whole stand. Like it's a a vertical piece and a T piece. Yeah. Maybe? One other little runner bit?
0: maybe, Maybe the base isn't in there. Yeah. But no, like, like this is kind of helping me visualize, like, how, like, when you take a Transformer, if you spread them out into one mm-hmm. flat pane, like, that's a lot of yeah. um, square footage. You right. Know?
1: And on top of that, you have to realize that all of these pieces where it mates ag- up against the other side have to be perfectly flat and smooth.
0: Oh, yeah. And... Also take note, I mean Aaron you already have, but like for the listener if you're looking at this take note of like how much of a bezel edge there is around all of this stuff to accommodate the rods and the those couplings mm-hmm. and everything like that like there's there's a ton of extra material that isn't even really the toy that is keeping everything else in place as well. Um Oh, I wonder the hmm Do you think um, with the modularity thing that like these these base like bezel type pieces, do you think maybe they have less of these and they swap in like the toy modular parts are also uniform sizes to where there's always like they'll always fit into that kind of that hat shape so that they they don't have to have like an entire bezel for each thing as well? Or does that make any sense?
1: I, I I'm Production. not sure this this might be a thing where if you were pointing as you were saying bezel multiple times.
0: Sorry, the you know the frame where the rods. So the, are the frame
1: and... the frame around it. I'm pretty sure that's a universal. Like that's a known shape because that's the two halves of whatever your your press is. Yeah. Your your injection molder. Um. Because I know. I I won't say I know. I have. Like, high 90s percent confidence that I remember a Hasbro toy designer panel at BotCon once that showed off, like, here's the the step where we turn it from our, our idea into how we lay it out to get yeah. everything figured out. And showed this, like, this, you know, like, two by two with a one-size thing on top of it. Like, and then we have to lay out all the parts like this, and that's why sometimes you get a part that's, you know, a yellow part that's entirely painted black, because the only place we had space for that one part was on the yellow mold, because we weren't shooting black, or black we only had a certain size for. So, I I would, I I, want to say that there's probably, like, two or three sizes of Uh, uh, that external frame, and then with sorry i
0: keep i keep stepping over you here we're, we're also i'm i'm voiping a little bit uh okay but i i, I didn't want to i don't want to jump on you but i, I was just i'm, I'm eager because like i'm wondering if this frame is like they don't have like i wonder if in the old days you'd have to have like an entire frame for each entire tool. like basically the tooling is the frame and everything <sighs> as these two unique pieces there you go With the modular stuff that is visible here, I'm wondering if like now it's like, no, we have like a couple of these frames, a couple, you know, um, ramp that up for whatever's realistic. And then there's like several different configurations of plates that can go in here, but we can do like unicrawl, we can do a big run of heads and stand parts, pull those things out, stick in the, because I I could see this as being like one T-shaped or one you know, pseudo T-shaped plate, one on the top and one big one on the bottom, this foursome, or four in the bottom with a fifth one on top, and, like, so they swap in stuff to do production runs of just components without having to, you know, pay for having the entire frame made for every single one of those two.
1: Yeah, no, so the... the outer frame part that has the... the... The rods I, I and whatever? If, the, the, with the... With the Black vertical rods, so like the left part has a black vertical rods that come yeah, up yeah. um, I would probably say the three slide pieces those are all probably one thing, and injection molding for a long time has been in a manner like this. if you go and you look at okay like lego will r- will really show off their molds, and while it's not set up in this orientation um you know they very much have you have the the steel molds that are on the inside. That's the call it the working surface for the plastic. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, um, the outer part. That's what takes more of the, the pressure force and holds everything together as it does that. Um, because those things have to fit into a certain machine, certain ways. And so you can maintain, those interfaces and then you just say hey you have to fit within this other thing and then the parts that are going to be more likely to wear are going to be those interior parts Hmm. so even if these are these are probably daughter molds where they still have the like the real master molds that you'd make new ones out of Um, I don't know if they'll do, if they'd have a process like that for Unicron because it's kind of a print to production type of thing. You know, this isn't like Lego where they know they're going to make a billion two by fours. So they have, they have their master set of that, that then they'll make daughters off of. And then the daughters are the ones that get run in production. That way they can kind of control. Um, wear and tear and have a, a, a better master to fall back on. Um, but yeah, for, you know, this this to me, this is, is super geek to me because it's also like 4 to 4-4 four, four, and that's how those pieces pocket together all the way around where mm-hmm. the the outer faced corners are, which is another thing that makes me look at the modularity of it because the the interim part where like the 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 two heads because it looks like you get two heads off of each shot of this
0: yeah um, the damaged so one and the, the clean one yeah
1: yeah so there is a seam on those molds in between where the heads are and where like the stand gubbins and maybe what is that like the
0: jaw piece maybe I, that that That's piece the on the side I, of that.
1: I can't quite I, tell yeah it's connected think... on a runner.
0: I think that might might be part of the stand, but I need to. I have actually have not gone to look. I just. I'm pretty sure that's either like a Unicron Grebel or part of the stand.
1: Yeah, but whatever Um, it is, there's that split line there. Which, if all of them were intended to have like a split line there, then you'd probably see, you know, four, five, six down that side instead of just the three and the four on the side. I think this is a this is a a really cool unexpected look at toy manufacturing that is what i really wish a lot of times that like the you know the hasbro comes to a convention and talks about toys thing would show more of i, I feel um, like this because is a... none of this is necessarily like proprietary because it's injection yeah. molding but it's something that a lot of people don't get to see and even if it was a slide that showed this in there as they were talking about like yeah the reason why you know all of this line's elbows were always the same color as the knees is because those have to be a specific plastic and you know, we can only shoot it like this. So they match. Yeah. And that would, that would work really well, I think to bridge knowledge for a lot of people, especially because I don't know when the last time we really got
0: stuff like that was. It's, it's now whenever Aaron Archer does a TFCon bit, um, yeah, because he he still you know has it's not like he's he's been away from Hasbro forever he's back there every now and then and is he's as far as i understand he's sharing a quite a decent amount of what he can um yeah. the, the I think that something that this is really helping me understand better is also just I, I remember when they said that they had they had gotten better uh, they had a new or new or increased modularity to their tooling where they could like swap more pieces in and out and this mm-hmm. is making it make way more sense to me now if like literally you could imagine that this was like a transformer and then like that top left Panel where one of the heads are is like that's where all the perceptor bits are, and we can take that out and plug in the reflector pod with all the different things or whatever. Or right. that bottom or the top bigger one is like here's where all the thighs and combiner wars ports and shoulders are that are kind of common across multiple figures. And yep, uh, it's so I'm get I'm I am assuming that once upon a time these plates could not be as numerous and um and swappable as maybe they are now. For yeah, my, my bet would be is
1: that at, at you know, and that, that would definitely be a place where maybe the, the outer frames evolved. Yeah. Um, where it may have been something where in the past it was just square, here's where your runner comes in with the plastic and it fits in there versus this one looks like you definitely have a little bit more, you know, choice because it looks, you know, where it goes from the top to the middle to the bottom, there's a central line that runs down it all.
0: Yeah. You well, know, and then the uniform there. the uniform positions of that of that central line, I think, also like combined with the dimensions of everything, like I bet there's a whole, and this might be proprietary at this point, but I bet there's a whole like templating system somewhere yeah. in their CAD of like you know everything has to have a base form of one of these you know X Y or Z yeah it, base it fits
1: files within of, that, and you can see you can see where the plastic injects in in between the two heads on the right side.
2: Yeah, a, yeah. Oh, a big
1: hole in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's where the plastic feeds in because that's in the middle of that runner line, and it goes either way. Which then that's also like you want to get real crazy with it. You could even have like turbidity flow. You know when you see the little bits of 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 swirl in plastic. Mm-hmm. There's where it happens because you're coming off of a a main channel into a second channel into a a formed area.
0: You're gonna be looking for failure lines along j- straight down the middle of Unicron's face. I, I I look forward so much to the someday where like, because I I'll, I'll say like my understanding is, even though a lot of this is like just plastic injection, a lot of this gets blanketed under the trade secrets kind of you know, blanket, for lack yeah. of a better term, which is why this is not often shared with a lot of people. And and so yeah. I always will I readily accept that, like, you know, and I should say this in case you're a newer listener. We don't... I mean, Aaron knows more than I do about production, but we <laughs> we don't produce toys, and we are... At the end of the day, I would say, we are making educated guesses based on lots of panels and, in and, and Aaron's case, like, parallel experience. So... We're not speaking gospel. We're just taking guesses out of a a highly uh, within our nerdy interest, a completely niched nerdy interest within it. I mean, I've made bolts before. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron. He he hand pours helicopters. That's his whole yeah. thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, like like, please don't take anything we're saying as gospel. Like like, and if we get anything wrong, then it's because we don't work on the Transformers brand. So. Keep that in mind, like when we're talking about this stuff. This is a lot of this is still nerdy interest, uh, and and I wholly accept. Even though I think trade secrets are kind of like an irritating concept, I accept that like folks who control stuff like that—that that is the way of things still. So, there's a reason why we don't, like, get handed this stuff all the time. And, like, why we probably... I mean, if we do, I'll do a backflip. We probably would never get given, like, a video tour of how this specific set of parts is made from beginning to end. Like, right down to seeing the injection happen. Uh, But still, this is such a cool glimpse. Especially at the modular panels thing. Uh, Anyway... Please check out that that update for Unicron, regardless of your interest in tooling, because it's just so much fun stuff in there. Um, I'm gonna move us into some listener questions now. We got a, a couple of these things uh, to hit up. First one's from Vicuminator. He says, "Hey Dick, hey Sean, you know it makes me rage calling into the wrong podcast. I get, I get it." Uh, You know what really makes me rage? Somehow writing into a podcast when you're trying to call. I get that one, too. But you know what makes me rage more than anything else? When I'm just walking around in one of the rooms where I have a bunch of figures on a shelf, or open or close a door in there, and everything on the shelf falls over. It's like, ah, jeez, you kidding me? Now, I gotta either just let this eyesore be here for now, or take an an, an hour setting everything back up. And I I don't always have that kind of time. I'm a busy guy. I got stuff going on. I mean, I could understand if I was moving something heavy, but all I did was close a door. Are you serious? Anyway, my point is, do you or anyone else have any ideas on how to fix this? Should I get some sticky tack? Just get a tub full of figure stands, move to a new house. Um, I really have no idea at this point. Anyway, that's what makes me rage. I'm going to go fix the shelf of Power Ranger toys now. Have a good day and go IDO11 yourself. Uh, IDO11 was actually misspelled. It's E-I-D-O, not I D O. Um, I just had this conversation with someone about RC, actually. <laughs> but uh, uh, there one of the reasons why I like putting a lot of my collections into stackable modular storage containers is because I actually really hate it when stuff falls over like for some reason it like really sets off an anger reaction in me like when inanimate objects that are supposed to not fall over fall over and so i just try to mitigate that by not having lots of things standing on shelves in that position but um i do have some ideas on how you can you can fix this but um Aaron do you do you care if toys fall over so i have
1: a lot of shelves up in one room and i have only had things take swan dive a few times um i think more so generally i don't go for super fun dynamic poses when they're on those shelves um because i know that those are less inherently stable than like a frame stance or you know g1 toy just standing frequently um and then I have just a few things that are dynamically posed, but then I have it sneakily with, uh, you know, a third contact point, um, like against, a the, the back wall or something so that it's, it's maintaining three points of contact and, and that's perfectly stable. Um, yeah. beyond that, I don't know. Sounds like it's time for new house.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, new, new house is the, is the first solution I'd go for. Um,
1: Get so something sure. dynamically isolated, you know, like the, those top-tier California earthquake standards, and then have each room suspended on its own. So it's also dynamically isolated. Mm-hmm. And then after you spend about $40 million on all of that isolation, then your your $5 toy should stand just fine.
0: Yeah, and if they still fall over, then at that point, it's, it's your fault. I mean, yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, TJ, what about you? What's your do you do you care when toys fall over? I get unreasonably angry and it it bothers me a lot. But uh, have you got solutions? Do you even care? Do you just let it happen? Uh, I don't really.
2: uh, It's not a problem I've had in a while, mostly because I think I've figured out how to balance and position most of my figures. Or just I keep most of my collection on display in bookshelves. And I make sure that there's a little bit of separation, so they're not touching a wall completely. So if something goes thud in the next room or the door slams, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there are a few occasions um, I've f- I find uh, I have a lot of trouble getting NECA toys to stand.
0: I mean, which uh, makes me realize you you just got to you just got to be a better fan is what I was told. Um, <laughs> I mean, I
2: mean, a better fan would go and buy their like on-card uh, display stands, which are just plastic discs with one peg sticking off of each one.
0: Yeah, which which does nothing to solve the problem of NECA toys, which is all of the internal structure of the limbs through the hips and the the plastic used and the etc. I mean, it's but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm also just not a good enough toy collector fan, so I, I probably just don't get it. Uh, I mean. If you're having
2: that much trouble with things falling over, you get that irrationally angry and don't feel like fixing it, uh, you get yourself a hot glue gun and a second copy of a toy. Hell yeah! Simple so as that. We we call that I, the I, Combiner I'm Wars just Toy Fair like special. A quarter inch
0: hot glue over top of the feet. Yep, just never falling mm-hmm. over. Except, no, that's the same problem with the neck stand. If the knees buckle, then the thing still collapses anyway. Just in place. I mean, I guess if it's in place, it doesn't matter as much. It's a it's a hot
2: glue gun. You know, wherever
0: it falls, glue it. Yeah, just keep gluing it. <laughs> just so- eventually, it won't move. Encase your shelf in transparent hot glue, and it's it's like getting it AFA graded. Then it'll never fall over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Just like see, like just seal it over. Start filling it with clear resin.
0: Yeah. And then if that falls over, it's not a problem because you'll be dead because it'll crush you. <laughs> this giant resin coated bookshelf. <laughs> uh, so so I have a couple tips. Um, blue tack actually is one. Um, that's a legit tip. I, I've I've heard people do. Um, there's a, a couple other things. Uh, if it's transformers specifically, um grab some Tamashii stages when they're on sale because those arms are compatible with the hole that is in like every transformer that comes out now. Um, and that, that can be that can be helpful. Uh, and then if you want to save on some space, I'll throw a shout out here, canofbeams.com, uh, small operation, but they've got um, replacement bases for various different stand types. They don't, they don't sell the arms. These are bases that can receive those arms, but that have a way smaller footprint. Than you know, Tomashi stages and and figma stands usually do, and so those things combined can can make for some really solid um like sh- shelf uh display stability. Um, one other one, this is maybe less for Transformers, more for action figures, like NECA toys, for instance, or twelve inch toys. I learned this one a couple years ago. Kaiser doll stands come in multiple sizes, and they are I, I use them for a lot of figures, and they are fantastic. The only thing about them is like. You should be a little bit careful because they're metal stands, and uh, they they're kind of like those hot toys and one six scale stands where it's like a, a clip, and as you slide it up and down in its holder, it just it increases or decreases the tension. So maybe if you if you want to be really careful about abrasion, like wrap the top hook part in like uh, some cloth tape or something. But Kaiser doll stands with any normal action figure, I've had good luck with. Um, and yeah, that the, the basically like figuring out subtle support mechanisms is the best thing because otherwise the domino effect is I think just waiting to happen with with a lot of toys. Um, with Transformers, the, the nice thing about Transformers is also they're all box people, so for the most part, like they don't have curvy parts so that they can that, that make them fall over even more. Um, so just make sure you only buy really boxy Transformers, and uh, then that'll also solve your problem. Um, I was about to say, some Power Ranger toys, if you're talking about lightning collection, Kaiser doll stands is, is a great way to solve that. If you're talking about Megazords all falling over, then y'all gotta stop slamming your doors so hard. Yeah. Um. Like, at a certain point, like, if, like sometimes I imagine people, like, just slamming the door over and over again until, like, chunks of the wall are just flying all over, there's a big crack in the floor appearing, and then when the toy actually falls over, they just lock eyes and go, like, you! Um... So, I mean, sometimes it's out of your control, but also, like, in general, just, like, why are we all slamming doors? That's, that's another question I have. Uh, anyway, I hope, I hope that was helpful uh, to you, uh, the vacuuminator. We also got a question here from Riddler87, who says, hello to the crew of the USS WTF-ATF-W2005. It uh, is I, Riddler87, here with a question for you to ponder. I recently decided after I get my tax return, I'm going to splurge and order... A Siege Jetfire. Not only have I always wanted to show accurate Jetfire, he also plays a big part in my favorite G1 episode, Fire on the Mountain. In fact, I'm very close to having a figure of every character that appears in that episode, except for Gears. I don't really care about Gears. Wow, that's harsh. Uh, yeah, also, that's... Since, I was, <laughs> since I wasn't born until 87, I didn't see G1 Transformers on normal broadcast TV, but uh, I did see the Master Builder, so because of that, I ordered Earthrise, Hoist, and Grapple, because they were the main characters of that episode. So I started to wonder if anyone else in the podcast has picked up a figure because of specific appearances in episodes or comics either because of a memory like mine or they just did something so amazing you had to have a figure of that character. Hopefully you can have a bit of fun with this one. Uh Riddler click In a very generic statement, I would say this is kind of the basis of 80% of collecting in general <laughs> is you like the thing and so you want to get a figure of it, but I do get where this is coming from, I think. Uh Right off the top of my head, uh I, I have snapped up I snapped up Masterpiece Red Alert because I really like G1 Red Alert because he's he's, you know, a paranoid weird fella. Uh sort of like the Master Builders thing, but it's Red Alert and Inferno. Um not my favorite characters, not even my favorite toys, but like that's that's an easy one for me. It's like I just I like them as a duo and I wanted to own them as a duo with toys that have literal accessories to replicate the silly things they did in their like big episode together. Um, But Aaron, have you got like a, a specific, like, like something where you're like, I got to get this figure because of this media I saw? I, d- I don't think so. Aaron is the 20% who just buys yeah, toys. Well, I, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I buy Transformers because I liked the Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I'm stupid and buy whole waves of toys just because I saw them in the store while trying to get a hamper. Well, it wasn't the whole wave, though. I mean, let's be, let's know, be well, fair. It was everything that was there. Yeah, if there that's... were more, I would have gotten more, sir. But you um, didn't, and
0: that was restraint.
1: We'll just yeah. call that restraint. <laughs> I, I, I didn't buy what wasn't available. That's... Yeah. <laughs> you um,
2: didn't give in the urge to strangle a stock <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. And generally, when, it's, when it goes towards the more expensive things like masterpieces, it's more like, has it been reviewed well, and is this a good price for it um, on the masterpieces that I've got? I've maybe had more more want, like, why I got Dinobot was because he had strong characterizations, but I don't know... I don't know if it'd fall into quite the same thing that Riddler 87's asking about. It's not like mm. one episode. It was like the whole series. He was a good character, and it was a good toy, and it was a decent price. Yeah, so I guess... It, it, it leans the, into that, but it's not like... Oh because of a single Dinobot episode in Beast Wars is
0: why I bought it like the the blanket statement thing also like you know that the spirit of the question I think I guess is more like yeah do, did you see a thing where it's like I need to own this episode in the physical form in some way um, right with Dinobot like for a lot of people for a lot of people I think it is really just like they saw code of hero and were like now nah, I want a masterpiece Dinobot who can die gloriously yeah mm-hmm. uh, Oddly enough, does not have all the bits and pieces for him to die gloriously. It's just f- bits and pieces for him to win. Um, right. The the happier I, future.
2: You, you wait. We're still waiting for that final battle version that comes with the with the hammer.
0: Right. Right. And then like the the pyre, so you can burn the figure when
1: you're done. But I need also a fully writable rat trap.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. This is true. Uh, this is a complete tangent for a sec, but I actually someone on Twitter poked me about something but they they got that uh, transform element little third-party rat trap that i think most people kept forgetting was a third-party toy and wasn't just the deluxe and uh, apparently it's pretty good so putting it out there i think i might i might try to pick that one up sometime this year if the opportunity arises you said rat trap so that just suddenly jumped back into my head so it triggered Uh, you yeah that's okay i'm I, i like rat trap um DJ, uh, how about you? has there been a a, a figure pickup from a very specific episode or comic or something? Um,
2: I'm I'm trying to think of this. Is like I have no. I'm 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 trying to think of like something a little bit more recent, or at least something I haven't already told on this podcast. Mm. Um, I I I can't I can't figure like anything like other than just like. Like, Cyberverse Season
0: 3 was amazing. I need Team Hot Rod. Cyberverse is actually like, a really I, good example, because, like, like, we're we are going to be hunting down toys that are kind of not good, because it's the only way to get the is, character. But is that
1: because of a single episode?
0: In most cases, yes. The character is only in one episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, in some cases, yeah. Like, Hammerbite.
2: Amazing toy. One episode.
0: Yeah, Hammerbite, Wild Wheel, um, Thunder Howl, um, Basically a lot of the season three new characters got uh one episode, but it was like a banger and it made me want to own the character, like I guess by design.
2: Um, yeah, um I, I'm I'm trying to think of specific examples. Like I, I think I think I can kind of uh I can kind of relate to Riddler in a a little bit because I loved Skyfire as a kid. Not Jetfire, Skyfire. Mm -hmm. so when the siege toy came out and it's dead accurate to the show i'm like oh that's the one i've been waiting on because that was one of the episodes i had on tape as a kid that i watched a million times and i loved skyfire it's the same episode that made me really love reflector for his stupid human triangle attack (laughs) that was apparently supposed to work somehow um for something that was just like one episode that just stood out and like I'm buying that character forever now. It was Blitzwing in Five Faces of Darkness Part Five. Oh yeah, because I, Cause it builds from the previous episodes where like every Decepticon left in with the Quintessence except him. So here is like a moment of like pure loyalty, and when it's betrayed, he does what's necessary for the greater good to save everybody. And that was, like, the first time... I It's the first time in fiction that, as a kid, I could go, Oh, wow. Oh. He's actually... Oh, he actually found some, like, a moral compass in that moment.
0: Yeah, there's a... The bad guys can be morally gray.
2: Well, the bad, guy, the bad guys can do something good. Like, yeah. that's how it ends, like... He he just leaves the Decepticon. I was like, no, I'm I'm done. You, you did me dirty. Mm. It was it was really like it stood out to me so much because I'd never seen that in a cartoon to that point. So like, it's it's where I carry my Blitzwing love from. And yeah, every
0: time he gets something, I need to have that now. Yeah, I mean, the bonus is Blitzwing is also usually a pretty dynamic and interesting toy even when they don't go well. Like there's still like neat things going on. Uh so he's he's a, he's a pretty good total package. Um I thought of a specific one for me. I just remembered. Uh I really liked you, you know the the you know Star Wars? No, what's that? It's some like kind of goofy 70s thing. Is that
2: is that what, is that with James Kirk?
0: Yeah, um, and so in in Star Wars uh, eight, um, which is this kind of it's a movie that like you know people don't talk about that much called the Last Jedi, but there's a, a really cool fight scene in it that I love a lot, where these goofy uh, solo cup dudes um, fight the two two of the main characters with laser swords and things, um, and I like that scene so much I decided I want to own that scene. So I tracked down Fig Arts Rey and Fig Arts Kylo Ren, and then I got the all one of each of all the Fig Arts Solo Cup dudes, and then I got one of each of the Black Series Solo Cup dudes in all the different ways they were released, so that they'd all be different. Um, and that was a colossal expenditure that included getting like three royal guards, or two royal guards, a blue one and a red one, or a black one and a red one, and then a blue version from when they weren't Royal Guards in the prequels. Because one of the Solo Cup dudes was in there, too. Um That was probably the most money I've spent pursuing the least amount of media, because I really liked the one fight scene a whole lot. Um And they, I never actually assembled the fight scene. I, by the time I collected them all, they were all just sort of living in a little, like, storage tub and <laughs> to, to this day. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I like the fight scene a lot. So that that's probably that's probably the most very specific answer I could give uh, of the last few years. Um so I hope that answered your hope that, that gave you some fun answers for your question. riddler 87. We got one more here from Silver League. Uh this I was this I'm going to summarize this a bit, but this is uh, this is based off of an anecdote that happened recently. Um so uh I'm going to set I'm going to set the tone here. Uh Silver League got masterpiece Lyo Convoy. Um who as far as i can tell it turned out was not very good uh silver leagues had a part that um broke um, cuz it's got these ab tabs that are pretty fragile and uh sent it back um had to had to pay money to send it back and th- which then got refunded but it was an upfront thing um it was a whole thing anyway the question is um if if have you ever had it happen where uh you you you've got a figure, and then you had to get a replacement piece or an entire replacement figure, and then like you could never really forget it. it. It in his words blemished your enjoyment of the figure. Like you know you you've you've got this figure, you've gone through this whole rigmarole, and now no matter what you do, you can't you can't kind of forget the whole thing of like oh yeah, and like all these pieces broke, and I had to do this whole thing, and like it kind of sits on you like a cloud. I have one where this happened, um, but. I'll I'll lay that one out and then I'll ask you guys if you have them. But when when Unique Toys did Groin, sorry, Orden, their uh, their abominous Siegfried, the hunger of that set. I got him and uh immediately the um the gears and the hip ratchets just like shredded themselves apart. And that was a known issue and there was replacement parts to get. It took a million years to get the replacement parts. And I ended up just getting a sack of of them, some of which were not usable, but there was enough in there to fix him. And it took me then another year to fix him because the screws kept stripping themselves until I figured out like some combination of self-threading screws and super glue to repair his hips. I still have never messed with Orden very much because I'm still irritated when I look at I don't want to get rid of him because I like him. On a base level, but I still can't get over all of that garbage I went through with Siegfried. Uh, it's been years now. I should try again. But like for, for the last few years, every time I pull him down off of out of the Detolf he's in, I'm just like, oh, wait, but all the stuff shredded apart. I don't want to deal with this. I really don't want to deal with this. There's also a whole thing where I had a I had a test shot of the of the uh, the Sinner Twin, and it was missing the entire Combiner Port structure. It turns out, so then I had to track down another Sinner Twin. Well, after it was easy to, uh, and eventually I did. Boy, howdy, Orden was just a long. Overly painful experience that had nothing to do with the base figure. It was all just these these very specific and fairly unique to me quality control things. And I to this day, um, I need to try again. Orden, Orden is fun, but yeah, that's my story. Um, Aaron, have you ever gone through something like this, or are you just a happy fella? Are you just... <sighs> I don't think
1: to that extreme. I know that I have had issues before with like convention exclusives, but been oh, able yeah. to like give them the shakedown at the convention to see like, oh, hey, it's missing parts or it has two left arms on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a, a long drawn out issue. Um, beyond that, I, c- I can't think of an instance. I mean, I know that I've got misassembled toys before. You know, the the clear mirage that I got in that that two-pack, three-pack thing, mm. um, you know, that has backward shoulders on, on one side where it has, like, two left shoulders or whatever. And I reached out about getting a replacement, and the answer basically was, well, we don't have it in stock. So it's not like I got a better version of a a, a fixed version of it, and now that's soured, I just never got a fixed version of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Transformers, too, that, that can kind of, like, depending on where you get them, that can just sort of sit there. Because there's no, there's still no real, like, direct parts replacement thing. It's I think it's still that yeah. thing of, like, send us the toy and we'll send you one of its price point. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's not what yeah, I want that's, that's, at all. That's, that's been Hasbro's
1: response <laughs> um, in the past when, when people would do that. They're like, oh, yeah, feel free to send it back. And then, you know, they send back something, you know... Three waves later, or sometimes even like waves before, because that's what they found at the back of some guy's closet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, TJ, have you got any any experiences like this of just like going through so much rigmarole that like you can't you can't get that cloud off the figure for a while, if ever?
2: I'm genuinely trying to think if this ever happened to me. Because usually, if I have QC issues so bad that I feel like I have to replace this toy, I'm usually very happy to have it in a working condition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's never been to the point where it's just like I, I, I can't forgive. Like, I, I, you know, I know you, you didn't do me wrong, but I, I, I cannot forgive you. Your
0: plastic genus did me wrong. <laughs> you are of Siegfried. I can't trust your hip. Actually, there's another Tor World one. The Tor World Throttle Ball Combiner. I had a a ratchet strip on the orange dude who forms the core. So I got a cheap one off eBay. I still haven't opened it because I'm like, should I open it and just try to get someone to 3D scan the part that shredded so we can just start printing a mass of them so I can not have to worry about this anymore? Uh It's it's those things like when it's like I know there's a fail point, a common fail point, and I'm like, all right, this is a fresh one. And I know about the fail point, I know how to work around it, but I'm like, I hate that I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I should say uh... I,
2: there there are time there are times like that where it's like, okay, I had this toy before. This is the part that failed on me. Let me be very careful with it from now on. My Universe Two Cyclonus is like that because I have the Battle in Space version with the cartoon accurate colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first time I got that, the hips on it br- were broken, so I had to go exchange it and get a and to get the fresh one. And it's one of the it is one of the toys where it's like I still really like that toy. I actually re- remember really liking how it transforms. You're just going to sit there
0: because I'm not going to take the chance. Yeah. Oh, that happened to me with the Hiatoys, uh G.I. Joe scale alien. One, one of the first. They're still doing them. And apparently it's still this is still the story about them. But the, I had an alien and it just it 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 had a, a hinge that just snapped apart right out of the box, uh, possibly due to temperature, got a replacement, different part of it snapped apart. Got one more replacement. Another part snapped apart. I stopped. Call- I stopped respond. I, I didn't. I didn't follow up. I was like, I can't. I can't follow up. So I Frankenstein one me and together. My gorilla hands. Well, I, I Frankenstein all of those various things together into various different only semi broken with one decent working one figures. And I could never mess with them. And I was like, I hate these things. I hate everything that these were. I hate that I can never mess with it because it might just shred apart again. So I sold them all with clear labeling all over. Those are some of the most intricate post-it notes I've ever stuck on toys I've sold. Of like, this one is broken here, here, and here, but it's super glued like this and this. But this one is... (laughs) I mean, I sold them for very cheap. People who bought them, I think one of them, someone was just like, yeah, I just want an alien that I can cut up and turn into my own thing. I was like, cool, here, 25 bucks. (laughs) Usually 50 or whatever. I, I might be wrong about the prices. I, I cut it into like 50 or 40% of whatever the, the cost was. Uh, but yeah, that was another one that really stuck with me. Um, I, I should mention Silver League had had a. Uh, I want to. I don't want to gloss completely over all the examples here, but it was the the MP Lyo convoy was the big one. That was through Amazon, and it was, it, and that's one where I can understand it too. Like you have this, you have this like two hundred and fifty dollar figure that like then something breaks and you get a replacement, and you're like, well, now I have a brand new two hundred and fifty dollar thing to worry about whether or not I'm going to break it. And I'm like, yeah, that's. It's sort of hard to its hard to forget when something's that pricey. Um, there's also one with the TFCon exclusive version of Ocular Max's Terra Aegis, where there were three exchanges uh, due to either parts breaking or stripped screws. And then th- that kind of just robbed the magic of the figure and it got sold. Much like my Hyatt Toys Alien uh, journey. Um, so yeah, I think the important thing is just recognizing when it's like, there's a total chance that this toy is a good experience for someone. And the reasons why it's not for me anymore is a wholly personal experience, uh, that is not fair to anyone, especially not fair to me. Uh, anyway, there's a bonus question in here, which I did want to cover as well, which is, if one of you has the knowledge of this, how did G1 Transformers fare from a QC standpoint? Was it better than it is now, or has nothing changed as far as common issues that TF collectors face in the modern age? Oh, it was not better than it was now. Uh how do we how do we i
1: no I mean the thing I is would, the thing is like g one toys when they broke they broke like yeah, so oh I'm transforming Optimus prime and because it his hip has pieces of plastic in it, I twisted a little bit because I'm seven and a monster with toys, and it just went and instead with modern toys and ball joints or, or mushroom pegs or whatever yeah. it might. Slide off, be a little
2: bit wonky, and you can maybe put it back together. Nope, it just went. So, like here's the thing it's like you technically didn't have issues like we have now for QC because G1 Transformers were so much simpler that you had less things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. That said, like Aaron said, they had fragility issues because of things like an insistence on diecast, where if you happen to drop a toy, you, the plastic fl- of the toy, upon impact, will flex in order to absorb the blow. The metal will not. Yeah. And the plastic does not like that, and things come apart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, diecast also chips. Um, there, there's, uh, there are a lot of gun pegs. Um, w- nowadays, this, I don't think this ever happens anymore, but back in the day, a gun peg snapping off inside a figure's fist that was when you were a kid, you that was like a thing you got used to. Oh, Power Master while. Optimus
1: oh. Prime, my his yeah. his trailer peg is permanently stuck in the robot mode or uh-huh. in, in the, the trailer hitch point. And there's, yeah, I, I could drill and tap it out now as an adult, but it's not like that's going to do anything because there's nowhere to hold it,
2: yeah uh that happened to my Power Master Prime, my first yep. one I had as a kid. Here, I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the good one. Any fist that requires a tab to get out uh-huh. in a G1 toy. No.
0: hmm Yeah, or or just tabs in general sometimes. Eventually the tab is gone. There's just a little white strip where it used to exist. Uh, and the thing doesn't lock together as well anymore. Uh, going back to original G one, there were a couple toys who had waist joints, Mirage and Metroplex. There are a lot of bisected Mirages (laughs) and Metroplexes. Oh yeah. Uh, because that I I did
2: I I I got a G one Mirage in really like complete condition from a comic book shop, and I did a review of it. And someone in the comments said, "Wow, I'm amazed you got through that without breaking the waist." Like,
0: oh, that's a thing. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that is a thing. Uh, also, like we'll we'll go to like 1988 or so. Gold plastic syndrome, uh, uh, molting uh, molting pretender shells on the monster pretenders. Um, the old toys. The another different thing about old toys is that they were never designed with the idea that people would still care about their condition five years later. So yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of old toys just sort of self destruct when left to their own devices uh it's sort of like as far as i understand caring for an infant where for some reason the the infant or in this case the old toy just seems really intent on on d- demolishing itself uh on anything nearby and you have to coddle it and take care of it uh that that's less of a thing nowadays uh the mushroom peg thing of course and ball joints being big parts where joints can now dis- can just pop apart and go back together as opposed to being a pinned hinge thing where uh no the plastic actually just cracked open because you pulled it the wrong way um and uh, and the metal pin fell out and then uh, fell down the drain so have fun with that too uh yeah old it's been a it's it's a it used to be a, a common myth. Nowadays, actually, you don't hear it that much anymore. About like, oh, G one toys were all made better. It's like no, they weren't. They were made different. Uh, some were more durable in some ways. Uh, many were not as durable in other ways. Uh, oh, what are some other ones? Anytime there was like a clear uh, windshield on a little hinge, it's pretty easy mm-hmm. for that little hinge just go, and then the windshield falls off because it's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there, wheels. Oh, yeah, rubber wheels. Yeah, rubber tires. Real good at, at at uh you know, either falling off when you pull on them and shredding apart, or thirty years later, because they're rubber, just sort turning into dust. Uh or or some weird mixture of dust and mush somewhere in between. Uh, um I'm trying to think uh, of I had one th- where th- it had like the hub broke off. Oh yeah, yeah, it's happened to me too. Yeah like, or mm. the the axle snaps if it's uh yeah. if it's just a plastic like, you know, stick basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Um yeah, you, uh well you get into things like your action masters where you've got the GI Joe hips.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or also GI Joes or GI Joes. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, you either break
2: the you either break the rubber band holding their legs together or you just wait and time will take care of it for you.
0: Yeah. Uh that's that's why I, I also that this sort of this is a bit of a tangent. This enters into why older toys are also way more collectible as far as monetary returns because you do have to treat them as a an, a self-destructing object that you have to take steps to halt or at least delay that self-destruction. Uh, yeah. Very actively, um, and they also made less of them because they they made less of them. They back then they made less of things than they do now in general (laughs) um so this is not to say that toys nowadays are just like marvels compared to older toys obviously we have plenty of fresh new interesting quality control things that can happen with toys look at neca toys for instance i'll just as, as an entire web of examples uh so, yeah, it, it mostly goes back to, like, there, there's nostalgia for old toys, there's a charm to old toys, but the notion that old toys were also just categorically kind of built better was always ridiculous, and I don't think anyone really believes that anymore in, in any kind of, like, mass demographic. Uh, but I guess I just also was really hungry to dunk on old toys. I haven't done it in a while, so you know, my apologies to any old toys out there who are listening. Y'all Your glorious matter. memories are crap. Hey, still, it still matters. It's still good memories. You know, there there were some toys that seemed pretty indestructible. Ring Raiders. Those didn't... Oh, no. Those had a clear post on a ball socket joint that tended to snap off. Okay. Never mind. I was trying to think of, like, an old toy that just doesn't break all that much. Um, Micro Machines. Those are indestructible. I'm pretty sure. Uh, No, they just get swallowed. Yeah. Yeah, but eventually they come out. You ever passed a Micro (laughs) machine. A, I mean, if you're if it's a weird question. Honestly,
2: if you're going into 80s toys trying to find durability, you've got like Stretch Armstrong, and that's about it. D- for
0: durability
2: though?
1: <laughs> Didn't Stretch I mean, Armstrong have, you ever seen, have a whole thing you, ever where seen you like Stretch Armstrong that's like managed to get a little bit of uh air exchange on it, and then everything on the inside of it dries out and it becomes like weird and crinkly. Okay, that's a good point.
0: Y'all never had a Stretch Armstrong or similar toy detonate in a cloud of white powder on you before?
1: That happened to me. No, because because we didn't, like, have to smuggle a kilo
0: in Stretch. That's what they put inside. That was the mush stuff inside Stretch Armstrong. Um. Anyway, I I hope that answered your question, Silverly. Uh. Let's move into some off topic what we got this week. To close this thing up, um uh, I'm gonna pop over to you first, Aaron. What'd you do off topic lately?
1: He off topic lately. I've left the house maybe three times. Woo! Um Yeah. Um not a ton. Uh like I said before, I got a second monitor set up. Um so that I can do work from home a lot better um continued to play a lot of animal crossing i'd made a a couple of of really good moves in uh the stock market um not really a ton else all right ba- basically just managing to try and hide from the the scary world outside and uh
0: and hope life continues on at some point staying fed staying nor we've uh i've gotten some good feedback actually on our food talk yeah. um we at least at least malinus is enjoying it <laughs> okay uh
1: we got so we'll make a we, f- we'll make a food podcast for like three people
0: yeah oh malinus told me i hope this is not revealing too much malinus told me that because of all of our of our food talk soup was made um good did he say what type of soup uh just big soup i think because that's what i've been i mean i've just been calling it big soup um i just made it i just made big soup recently actually what what, what is big soup it's a big ass soup is <laughs> it so just like a ketchup are, are you
2: are you making an internal pot I'm, I'm, type of thing I'm, are you I'm making a specific s- type of soup I, i'm imagining like vegetable soup where nothing's been chopped up the kettle's just big enough to hold just full like Carrots and celery sticks. Look,
0: okay. There's, so you know how there's like if small it's whole, soup. you're working more towards stock. You know, you know how there's small soup, right? Like cup of soup. Yeah, soup. Imagine the opposite, big soup. There you go. I mean, there's.
2: <laughs>
1: there is your
2: definition of big soup is not bothering with a cup or bowl and just taking the pot with you. To,
0: I, all I'm going to say go. is I've made big soup where at some points I maybe ate at least four spoonfuls in a row right out of the pot because I was like, I'm going to taste test this and then just kept doing it and eventually it was like, I probably shouldn't stand here eating the whole thing right out of the pot. It's probably not good for my legs, but that maybe I happened.
1: Mean, I mean, there you go. in our In our Discord there, I just perpetual stew.
0: Perpetual stew? Yes. Hang on. Hang on. I'm in the wrong place. In the
1: in, in the podcast list.
0: Ah! Huh. Oh yeah 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 I um. You, I
1: you have for for everybody at home that can't see the Wikipedia link. Perpetual stew is Hunter's um, pot. Hunter's um, stew. It,
0: uh, but, all right. Do you want to just read it or you? Uh, I'll 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 do it. Yeah, because my dad used to do this. It's you, just, you okay. make a you make a stew right. Uh-huh. You, you never really finish it. You just keep adding more when it starts yep. to get emptier. Um, I've been tempted to do this, but I don't know where... To, I, I don't have enough room in my fridge for my soup pot anymore. Yeah. So, and, uh, and the
1: thing is, it's it's like a deal where you either have to do that or um, there have been... I, I know I've seen a couple of cooking shows or like restaurant-style shows where they've done that sort of thing, and it's like, yeah, we have you know a cauldron on a on a burner that's always on like a simmer 24 hours a day so that it's never in like the bacterial danger zone and it's like okay you know it we chef special has a bunch of carrots and and whatever in it and so then you know whatever's left at the end of the day ends up in that, and we'll toss some of these whole sausages in there, and then the next time it's some mm-hmm. fish, and the next time it's carrot, it's celery, and onion or whatever, and so it's something that's always like changing over time. But then it it like gets the 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 flavor stockiness, the way that like the way that you make like a beef broth or a chicken broth or whatever, and it like, yeah. ages that- in it. Apparently it's it's like a super deep you know flavor or something in it so i uh,
0: i'll lay out i'll lay out, i think i might talk about it before i'll lay out what i put in my soups is is usually what i do is i i get some un- I, I it's all chopped i'll say i don't put whole vegetables in uh put in I, I get some oil in or some bacon fat or both and then start frying up some onion then i throw in some uh stewing beef cubes roughly chopped Mm -hmm. in cubes or whatever. Get it all browned, this seasoned. Get it all browned up, throw in some garlic. Then I throw in some celery. uh, Then throw in some carrots and some potatoes and some parsley and some spinach. And uh, and, uh, all with, usually just with like some kind of stock or broth. Like I'm not picky. I just want like usually a beef one. Um, And then uh, also um, at some point, I quarter a fancier onion or two and I put them in with a hunk of butter. Um, and then, uh, while that's going, I, sometimes I'll, I'll cook up a nice sa- couple sausages beforehand and then I'll, I'll slice up the leftovers and throw them in as well. And then, uh, season all that stuff up with whatever, um, so that it tastes nice. And then that's, that's my big soup. It's a beef okay. vegetable soup. Oh, I threw, um, uh, the new thing I threw in, which also really worked was, um, Brussels sprouts. I threw those into the last one. Okay. Um, but yeah, Brussels also leeks. I've been putting leek in as well, uh, and basically the Brussels sprout, the leek, uh, and the spinach and the parsley kind of just form into eventually a sort of vegetable mush um, that that forms around the carrots and potatoes and celery pieces, and uh, it just tastes nice. And I know there's a lot of good things in it, and it's it's very guilt free and filling and and pleasant. Uh, that's big soup. Uh, highly recommend. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I was talking to you, Aaron, about what you did off topic, and you, you talked about it. That's where this yeah, all happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if we want to talk food stuffs, um, I made a beef and noodle stew. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, was, it's a good standard, especially now that I have the instant pot and can do, like, pressure cooking and just do, like, food magic with that. Um... You know, turn your, your stew time to break something down from an hour or two to like fifteen minutes with science. Um and then did pork chops this evening. Pretty pretty simple. Was surprised to actually see pork because that apparently is the, the thing that's been crazy and oh yeah, the the local uh pork plants, the 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 place that had a few hundred uh um positive tests and uh Woo! made big national news and and all of that stuff so that's been a little bit uh, more difficult to get the poor sign products but uh
0: all, all of my local shoppers uh now have had a case happen um, at, with staff within days of me being there so i'm kind of like just I, I feel like a surfer mm-hmm. you know and in the high tide i'm just flitting between the waves um I actually i i, I just went to I, I ventured several blocks away Twenty minutes away, where I haven't been for a few months, to get soy sauce, and I, I checked out McEwan's, which is a really nice little grocery store that is right next to that dumbass American chicken whatever, and uh, it's a, it's a, usually a slightly pricier, a lot more bespoke type stuff in there, but they had a lot of good stuff in there, and they were stocked to the gills with flour and yeast, and I was like, this really is the proof that no one goes a lot, or most people only check the big chains, and that's it. Like the mega chains. McEwen's is even a chain, but it's not like a mega chain. Uh, So I finally got a kilo of flour because I wanted to make cookies. Mm -hmm. And so I finally got a kilo of flour. They had so many different yeasts and they had tons of different flours. They had like like a whole bunch of like dedicated bread flours because everyone's making bread now. Um, Right. I might give that a try, but I was like, you know what? There's so much here. I can come here later when I want to make bread. It was really nice to know I could do that.
1: My biggest problem with going towards that is my kitchen is kind of garbage for, like, having space. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because you need, you know, either like a a stand mixer or something or a bunch of just smooth open space in order to, like, knead bread and get that where it needs to go uh, along the way. And I just don't have that in my kitchen because the the Aaron of like 12, 13 years ago looking at houses um, didn't think that uh was quite as necessary to have a kitchen space like that. Um, well uh, I, 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 ne- I, just... I need to go back in time and slap him upside the head some.
0: I just had a conversation with a friend of the podcast, Random Underscore Factor, um, about uh, everyone doing sourdough, and I was like, "Why is everyone doing sourdough?" And it's because sourdough cultures are apparently a lot easier. They're, they're more involved, but when you're stuck at home, it's easier to do. They're they're mm-hmm. a way to do bread where you don't need like yeast packets or something. Like it's it's an easier way to do bread. Uh, a sourdough starter or culture mm-hmm. or something anyway that might be uh, you seem to know what it is you've probably already thought about yeah. it <laughs>
1: so uh, yeah so sourdough just you you cultivate yeast um out of whatever the native yeast is kind of in your air and then um you use that as your as your uh your your yeast in order to get aeration in there I, uh, Part of why like San Francisco sourdoughs the best on the planet, supposedly, is because their local yeasts that are just in the air naturally are are tastier, make tastier outputs. Mm.
0: Uh, that that reminds me. Is so is that like a state beef thing, like the San Francisco bread?
1: No, it's San Francisco sourdough. You get Seth back on, and he'll talk about it probably because okay, he's from exactly. the Bay area. Fr-
0: friend of the podcast, uh. Counter, friend of the podcast, Counter Shark was. T- I got he 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 partly thanks to me discovered the joys of actually going to a local butcher and just getting s- tons of meat to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, was talking about how, um, they're, they're in, in apparently we in Indiana. They don't know how to cook steak as well as they do in Kentucky or something. Um, oh. and that was like Thank another you. state beef that I was like, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, is, oh, that steak's like a casserole, right? Like I figured it was one of those things. Uh. Yeah. He sent me a gif of a squirrel when he was talking about Indiana cooking. I think you ended up getting in on that thread.
1: There, uh, yeah. So there is a Southern Indiana, uh, much closer to Kentucky than than anywhere else. Uh, that's that's part of the northernmost Southern state area, um, where squirrel is a a a stew
0: critter. Um, uh, and state beasts are so fascinating to me you have so many of them so you can they can be so varied and stuff like we we don't have that up here really uh, i
1: i have had that
0: uh i think it's called rubu before
1: um i have to now look it up to see what <laughs> what type of uh
0: i'll um, throw it out here da, da, we're not da, da, da. I, i'm not looking to stoke any state beefs or anything i I, yeah. I truly beyond how i kind of find it amusing and a little bit cute uh I, i'm not really out here to champion one state over the other um I, I already i already do enough on my own when i just say you know that pizza is like a casserole or like well done steak Brunswick
1: uh, stew appalachian squirrel stew is the traditional it's a small game stew so it'd be squirrel or rabbit um type of thing all right well i'm gonna
0: uh, i'm gonna say that's uh that's our that's our food podcasting for now we got to save some of that for later on keep them coming back um but uh thank you for the info dumps Aaron. I, i'm i'm glad that perpetual stew is the thing that's on wikipedia <laughs> Uh, I gotta send that to my mom, actually. (laughs) Um, but, uh, moving off from there, TJ, in the world of off-topic, which is, sounds a lot more specific than it actually is, uh, what's been up with you? Anything interesting you picked up of late that wasn't Transformers?
2: I mean, I, I did pick up one thing that is Transformers adjacent. All right. Um... So I was just in the mood. I decided that I was in the mood for some big solid figure. So I was coming through third party, and nothing really clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up back on my Amazon wish list and going, "Oh right, I've been putting this off for a long time. Let me grab this." So I now have my very first Towbot.
0: Woo! I was like, when you said big solid, I was like, okay, it's either Korean or it's that Earth Graner or whatever thing that Tomica is doing. It's got to be one of those two. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh what what Tobot did you grab? Uh well You sound like you would
2: know it. I'm looking for a visual example for Aaron. Uh I grabbed Big Trail.
0: Oh, that's after my time. Um I mean, okay, then I'll pull. I think Big is, right, is Big Trail Tobot or was Big Trail Hello Carbot? Oh, it's Tobot. 5. Yeah, yeah. Tobot V. Uh, big Trail and Troll. I remember it. Oh, that's the really cool combiner one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been on my my list as well. That's what I'm... I'm, like, inches away from it all the time every few months.
2: Yeah, I was in the same boat. Yeah. Because, like, that hits my, like... That hits my, like, big beefcake bot aesthetic so hard. Oh, this is the one with the hammer, just, too. He's, oh, yeah. Okay. He just looks imposing and powerful, and he's he's got that like truck shoulder thing, like uh, G one clench. That kind of does it for me. Yeah, with you know, with the the bull on the chest, is there like okay a, another mode to that, or is it okay? Um, so these these this particular series came with like little mini things called a toki, <sighs> so that. That uh, bison head comes off with the robot head attached, and it transforms into this little robotic bison. Okay. That's kind of like a little companion piece.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the the, the key has been kind of the the one big Tobot thing throughout all the various reimaginings. There's always kind of like an unlock mechanism, sometimes actual unlock, sometimes it is just like, stick the thing in. Yeah, in this case, it's it's kind of like a like early
2: Brave or like sometime maybe a Power Ranger thing where it just completes the transformation.
0: Yeah, okay. Brave and Power Rangers is a is very adjacent to Tobot, uh, Brave especially at times. There's, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put the link in now because there's another thing about about this fella. But you, you only picked up the one, right? Yeah. Uh, trolls on the way. Okay, we'll see how long that takes. Because yeah, troll's but... the green one here, Aaron, in this image. Okay. Yeah, they do a thing. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: that that does appear to be a significant thing.
2: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. So just to give Aaron a little bit of uh context here. price point on these things, because I'm an idiot. Uh, it's towbots, so they're usually around eighty to ninety American a piece, if I recall correctly. Uh,
2: I paid seventy shipped for mine on Amazon. Oh, nice. Uh, this is a ten-inch figure. It is okay. I'm gonna make this worse for you. He's he's ten inches and half of a combiner, right? It's it's dead solid. There's nothing hollowed out. The like it feels like you're like good Unicron trilogy era solid where you're like every like there's no visible gaps or anything yeah he's just a brick and decently articulated and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give you this here so i was gonna say
1: i made such a grunting noise that the dog came and looked at me through the window
0: <laughs> aaron we've i think we've talked about okay. this before with Tobots. they are every joint basically is like yeah that good stuff that that
2: was the arm. Here's the leg. Yeah. Those things are built to last. So yeah, this guy has been a lot of fun. And yeah, like he's just a beautiful
0: heavy figure. Yeah, I'm gonna end up picking him up sometime. He's been on my wish my wish list as a bookmark for like a year or something.
2: Yeah, I th- I think mine has been in my wish list on Amazon, hoping someone would get the hint around Christmas time a couple of years in a row. And I was like, you know what? No, I I I, I need a big solid
0: figure to just goof around with. So yeah these these two are are excellent toebot stuff as far as I can tell like they're they're after I kind of backed off because the things are also really expensive, and I have a few but um the one thing I should say Toebot and Hello Carbot they change themes annually like they they they'll rebrand the series for each you know new season one Toebot toy is not necessarily the same as another toebot toy. some of them are cool like this, some of them are kind of not as cool but they are all nearly a hundred bucks. So do you, you're going to want to do some research before you pick one up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like do, do your research, uh, look up some videos, make sure it does what you want it to do. Like I'll say, like, I mean, we're in this age where like, we're perfectly happy paying, you know, upwards of a hundred dollars or higher for like up, you know, like large Voyager size, third party transformers. Mm. And, this guy's bigger and a lot more solid than that for less. For real, you know, for sub one hundred. The, the thing with with,
0: with um, like the Korean cool robot toys that just makes the price kind of hurt is when you get them and you realize like this, this guy is packaged in, is a giant toy packaged in robot mode as spread out as possible, and I feel like I'm paying for that specifically on, at some point. Because uh, every <laughs> Toba toy I've gotten is like, i paying a 10 to $20 premium just to get it. And if I could subtract that, they would be no brainer bang for your buck recommendations. Every single one I have picked up, uh, <laughs> but just due to the nature of what they are, how they're packaged, and where they're coming from, you're paying a ten to twenty dollar premium because this is a weird niche thing. And they, they show up on Amazon now, thank goodness, and and they're the lines are getting localized here and there in, in other countries. But when you want to get like the new hotness from one of these. Uh, it's kind of adventuring through eBay stores half the time. Um, there are a few yeah. very established Korean eBay sellers who sell Tobot and Hello Carbot and Mini Force and stuff like that. So it's 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 established. There are there are sellers who know there is a market for it. So it's not like you have to like dig through the dregs. But do your research. The names are sometimes very hard to attach to the robots until you get used to like. Digging through Young Toys and Sonic Kong's commercial YouTube pages and then like so you can see the commercial and find out what part is the name of the toy. Um but, yeah, because
1: uh, I I dropped like Tobot into Amazon and it came out Young Toys V big trail and it looks like the same thing for
0: sixty five shipped. Yeah, young Young Toys is the that company. Sounds like it. That's the company okay. that makes Tobot is Young Toys. Okay. Uh, Young Toys and Sonic Kong are the heralds of the Korean robot wave uh, that started, I think, about six or seven years ago. Uh, and it is, for those who don't know, it is, I mean, actually, I talked about this with Ball Matrix a bit recently. Uh, it's dripping with Brave very specifically, <laughs> almost more than it is Power Rangers, but it is absolutely targeting Power Rangers. Like, that's the market. That's the area. lunch they're trying to eat. That's the lunch they ate. Actually. Mm. Uh Tobot and Hello Carbot dethroned Power Rangers and I believe took the fight to Lego even. Uh hmm. in, in South Korea. So like they, this stuff was was like Tobot used to be on the back of a car brand and I forgot who it was. Same thing with Hello Carbot. And they don't they don't need it anymore. <laughs> oh wow. There's
1: a a a four part police car combining one?
0: There are a lot of mm. combining ones. Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah a lot of them when they're a combining one. The vehicles don't have an individual robot mode, even though they're of a character who does. It's like this this toy specifically is the combining version. But then you also get the ones like Big Trail who have all the modes, and that's becoming way more common now. Um, oh, the photo you sent aaron didn't even show the combined vehicle mode, oh yeah there's also a combined vehicle mode where like who is it the the, the it's not as obvious as you think there's like more yeah, that happens
1: the, than... the the image that I found on amazon uh for the big trail in its yeah. last one shows the the combined vehicle mode, but i can't find the other one on amazon I can find uh, the mini I... I can find the mini version thereof for like Twenty four bucks uh, or no forty bucks?
2: Yeah, I had to go to eBay to get troll.
0: Yeah,
1: that's just odd that they have the mini troll and then the large big trail. Uh, it sounds like it's still trying to like choke its way out. A three part car combiner. Okay, yeah. there's yeah, also yeah, in Hello
0: Carbot they started doing combiners as well. You get stuff. This is one I still want to find someday. It's it's years old and impossible to find anymore. Called Pentastorm, uh, this thing is is bonkers. That box it's in is like two feet long or something, or like a foot and a half long, hmm. uh, and it's a full on like transforming robot who turns into a blue van truck thing. But then he he has like a robot mode and then he has the Pentastorm mode where those four vehicles he comes with who are carbot characters alt modes but in different colorways for the combination, they transform into like feet and forearms. And it's ah this there's also a really good toe bot combiner called Deltatron, which is like three vehicles that combine. It's I think the best. Of the Tobak combiners where the vehicles just turn into combiner parts. I can go on and on about this. I'm going to avoid it. I just went on and on about this recently. But uh, also, when I go on and on about it, it makes me start digging and going, like, I wonder what new Tobot looks like this year. And then, like, dumb decisions start getting into my head. Um, and I got to hold off. <laughs> but uh, TJ, I am glad you're getting in on some of that Tobak. Because, like, yeah, this, I mean, we, we even, we got right into trying to make Aaron buy a Korean robots. Are you? I am guessing you're digging big trail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) quite a lot.
2: He like just aesthetically build wise. It's, it's a feel I haven't had in a transforming robot toy in a long time. I'm one of those things that makes me realize I really miss transformers. It felt like this.
0: Yeah. There's a, oh boy, there is so much Tobot now. Like, like right off the top of my head. Um, If you want, like, just a standalone one who turns into a branded car, Tobot Adventure Z, Adventure Z, is uh, a pinnacle standalone one. I've heard Tobot W was excellent. I missed out on Tobot W, and it's killing me. Um, Oh, where's the one that I, like, I, oh, here we go.
2: I loved just the look of this one.
0: which uh, is for the listener, Captain Police. Yeah, this is the one that got me onto Tobot V, because someone, I think it might have been P. uh, was, was sharing photos of this on Twitter from uh, someone who got a review copy when it was, like, super new. And yeah, this is, like, of the Tobot V characters, I think this is, like, the really nice, basic, and somewhat poseable one. Um, Because the reason you want to do research is sometimes... Sometimes like a Tobot or a Carbot figure is a gimmick toy first. It still has the nice build quality, but its posability is like is like more like a megazord. Um or it has like a flip change thing or like an instant change feature, which is like neat, but the moment you have a gimmick like that and the figure also costs you eighty bucks plus, it becomes a lot more like, oh man, if I'd known Uh But yeah, Captain Police is really solid, uh, from what I I'm told. Tobot V, I'm oh man. I gotta stop looking. I gotta stop looking. It's happening already. <laughs> well TJ, you gotta give me the update when you get uh troll. I wanna know how the combination goes. Cause that combining some young toys stuff is like mmm. There's like Yeah there's uh, spring button releases and things. It's like oh Makes me excited.
2: Yeah, uh well with you know with uh, restrictions and customs
0: and all that nonsense right now, uh who knows when I'll get it, but I'll let you know. It'll it'll, it'll show up. I'm going to find you guys a picture of Deltatron before I continue on. Deltatron was just so good. Uh, Oh, there's there's, there's, there's an image hosted on Walmart. Here you go. Uh, This shows you the whole thing. Deltatron is like three vehicles and a camper van, and the camper van is just there to turn into the gigantic boxing glove fists that go over (laughs) top of the otherwise normal fists that are beneath them. But, like, you look at that thing, right? That the red car and the green car uh basically erupt into the bottom half of that robot. Like up to the, I think the hips, if I recall correctly. Hmm. Uh it's just a it's just a good transformation. And they make single toys of those three alt modes with robot modes and whatever, but like Deltatron is just like that's fun. That's fun robot stuff. Uh all right. Well, TJ, thank you for Doing the thing that no one ever knows happens, but when you start talking about Korean robots, boy, I just activate. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't aware that button existed. <laughs> oh boy, it was 2013, I think, when I spent four days combing YouTube trying to figure out what Tobot was. Uh, this is when, like, Adventures that I think was new, and like this is before Delta came out. Oh man i have memories of that that was a really weird very very excited but also confused and terrified couple of days where i'm like oh these are so cool oh these are so cool wait they're how much oh surely i can go somewhere else to get them i can't (laughs) i felt very helpless and uh and tempted uh i also felt tempted recently not as helpless because this was not expensive uh hey guess what i bought some more board games uh huh. Uh, so I was looking into more good solo games, and I kept hearing about one called Sprawlopolis by Buttonshy Games. And Buttonshy Games make a lot of games that are specifically 18 cards, uh, total, uh, double sided. And they sell them, uh, as print and play PDFs for like, free to three bucks to five bucks, depending. But they also do physical runs of these things that they, they like. It's it's nice, really nice quality poker size cards uh, and in in little custom wallets. And I was like, I need to I need to know what these are like. So I bought three to get free shipping. I got uh, Sprawlopolis, Pentaquark and Circle the Wagons. And these little wallets are so nice. Uh and then the game is like 18 cards, but then for like three bucks you can get all the expansions, which is like another eight cards or so. And like they all fit in the wallet. It's really it's really good. If you want you don't have to buy the wallet version necessarily. If you want to like save a lot of money if you have a printer and stuff, you can get print and play versions. I can wholeheartedly recommend Sprawlopolis if you just want something to do, to pass some time that is mentally engaging and doesn't involve looking at a screen. Uh, Sprawlopolis is basically a bunch of cards that have four city blocks on them of four different types and occasionally roads. The other side of the card have win, cards have win conditions, so you shuffle them up without looking at them, draw three and flip them over, and those are your, your win point conditions and your, uh, your point threshold you want to hit. Otherwise, you're just laying down, you have three cards in hand at all times, and you're just, and you can see what the next card you'll draw is, and you're just laying down and making a little city, uh... I I have yet to win. It's actually a pretty hard game, um, but it's really mentally stimulating and very straightforward and a lot of fun. Um, I haven't played Circle the Wagons yet, but I also played Pentaquark, where you're trying to form a Pentaquark. Um, It's kind of a weird game to describe, but when you get in the flow of it, it's pretty straightforward. It's basically a colors and shapes and card drafting puzzle and it's it's you have to think about like three things at the same time uh and then things change their quantum state each round as well it's i also have yet to win that one but it's it's like it's not impossible like i'm i'm just sitting there going like i know when i can synchronize with what this game is doing I'll figure it out, but Sprawlopolis and Pentacork were really fun, so uh, I, I liked them a whole lot, and then I went and joined Buttonshy's Patreon, because they have a Patreon called the Board Game of the Month Club, where they basically just ship out, if you go to a high enough tier, lots of these little wallet-sized games, and I was like, this seems like exactly what I'd like to receive in the mail every now and then, Um Anyway, I, I completely got won over by Buttonshy's whole thing. Uh, so they're Buttonshy games on the internet. It's easy to find. Look the stuff up. Sprawlopolis is excellent. Um, Aaron, I'm trying to figure out how to make you buy Sprawlopolis. How do I get you to buy Sprawlopolis? I I don't know. You should you should get it. You should play it. It's it's your kind of thing. It's a, it's a thinky person thing. Okay. You're a thinky person, right? Right, right? I I think so. The game the game is is the size of like a stack of 10 credit cards when you have hold the wallet in hand it's tiny and it's really fun uh, you should you should pick it up and then pentaquark it's full of science you're into science right yeah yeah pick that one up too it's full of science and they got they got a whole bunch of other games you don't have to get circle the wagons you can get like they got space games you like space right space is generally cool. yeah yeah it's, it's good space games yeah uh, Anyway, I also discovered when I signed up for that Patreon, did you know when you have a Patreon page, there's a default setting that tells all your patrons when you become a patron of someone else? I found that out. Um, I did not. A whole bunch of people got an email saying that that I had joined the Board Game of the Month Club, so I had went and turned that setting off, and I made a Patreon post to say, hey, everyone, these games are really cool. Not not to say I don't want you to know about them, but I was not aware that you were all going to get an email saying what I'm doing on Patreon, yeah. <laughs> so my apologies for that.
1: Um, well, I mean, that's the weird thing. As as somebody that has signed up for a couple of, of, of Patreon things, like the first couple of stabs at it was like, okay, now go and get your patrons. It's like, no, I wanted to give money. I don't, I don't need people to support anything i'm i'm doing really i don't think like i don't know patreons
0: patreons are very weird very weird platform where
1: people want to throw money at me for when when you put a podcast out i I mean i'd be cool with that but i'm not going to go set something up Uh, i
0: i I would prefer people throw money at me when i put a podcast
1: (laughs) what are you doing just like getting all this audio
0: editing it together and and posting it (laughs) Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron brings the... Uh, Aaron, Aaron brings the sex appeal. Yeah. And the science knowledge and the engineering knowledge. Yeah, but I mean, I bring the... I bring the... Um, What do you call it? The heart science knowledge. You know, whereas all you thinky guys... Cardiology? Yeah, you, you, You're all not y'all, a cardiologist. All you all thinky guys thinking with your brains, but you need someone like me who thinks with my heart to ask the real questions. Like, why with the... <laughs> I don't need an answer for this. I'm just gonna I'm being I'm why, being but that's not that's not a that's not a question, that's a stroke. <laughs> why why is it that the uh the helicopter isn't spinning and the only instead of the blade? Why is the blade spinning but the helicopter not spinning? Well it's a differential
1: of mass, the blades are actually trying to rotate the helicopter, but that's why you have a tail rotor in order to counteract
0: the torque. And you see, people wouldn't know that if I wasn't asking the real questions like that. Um or you know challenging the existence of helicopters making them defend themselves you know it's important important work that that's uh, they that used to be a fun joke until like entire demographics erupted out of your country <laughs> yeah uh anyway uh check out Buttonshy games i highly recommend them um i'm uh, i'm enjoying my little sojourn with board games uh I want to try Twitch streaming some of them, because I I forgot that Twitch opened up non-video game stuff. I was watching some board game Twitch streams, and it was really fun, and I got some games I want to try playing with with a little bit of... uh, I want to have someone chilling out there with me, so I'm I'm trying to figure out how to do it, but oh, it's exciting. And it's really nice to have stuff that activates my game brain without me needing to look at a screen, because I don't mind looking at screens all the time, but I also am looking at screens all the time right now. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) With that said, that's uh, all my off-topic stuff. I should probably. This went forty-five minutes longer than I expected. All those Korean robots. Uh, it was worth it. Um, Aaron, TJ, thank I you mean, for we also.
2: Oh. We also dissected a man's kitchen for quite a while. Yeah. Well,
0: that hey, listen, that was on topic though. All right, that the, whoever that was works for Transformers. That's uh, their kitchen is my <laughs> their kitchen is my business as a fan <laughs> is what someone probably is actually saying for real. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, Aaron, TJ, thank you for joining me. Thank you all out there for listening. Uh, yo, we say it all the time: don't take risks as as, as few risks as you can. Stay fed. Uh, learn to cook a thing if you can. Really helps. And uh, and above all else, stay safe. So hey man, your
1: slow cooker can be magic. It can you don't, you don't magic. have to cook. You throw some vegetables and a protein in there, and you push a button. And you come back like six hours later, and it's yummy
0: yeah uh, so hey and if you if you all want to, if you all have any food talk requests given that me and Aaron apparently know everything about food, I've decided um, yeah. let us know if you want us to talk about any other foods st- other food stuff. Uh, I only say this because of the specific feedback I, I received uh, about the food stuff. Um, so yeah, until then keep on listening. take care of yourselves and stay safe. have a good one. Add all that up. I don't know what the f it means, but you got some badass perpetrators, and they're here to stay.